Welcome back to the Lost Joystick Network, episode 23. I am your host, Michael Pitts, here in lovely downtown Flint, Michigan, joined, as always, by my co-host, Jay. Jay, how are you? There will be blood on my hands if they eat my pizza. <laughs> say, say, <laughs> say hello to the nice people, Jay. Hi, everybody. There's been a bit of a mishap as it relates to our DoorDash order, so there may be some stuff edited out of the middle of this show, including us eating Mexican pizzas if they ever arrive, which I hesitate to believe that they will. Blood on these hands. Yep. There will be blood. There will. Anyway. Anywho, how you been? Man, other than this, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Other than this debacle and getting started late, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been, uh, you know, like life is, it's just busy. Like, I was at, I worked from home one day. Sometimes I'm down in the office, yeah. you know, downtown here, like where my office slash studio, but Baja blood. <laughs> yes. Baja blood. But I, Delicious. I stayed home one day. Amy hasn't been feeling well. She doesn't have COVID. She tested herself about a thousand times, but she's just hasn't been feeling well. She's got a sinus infection, whatever. So I stay home thinking I'm going to stay home and get some stuff done around the house while I work. Right. Cause my job allows for that sometimes. Man, she's like, you need to call the pool people. Oh, and don't forget about the cleaners. And don't forget about this. And don't forget about... I'm like, sweetie, you just gave me seven things to do during my work day. Like, I can't get all that done. Well, you're at home. Yeah, I, I know that. I, I worked from home last week one day, and I yeah. got the same thing. It's hey, like, can you do this? No, can I you can't. Do this? Can you, I do have to work, even yeah. though I'm home. No, I'm doing good. Everything is, uh, is cool with me. It's just been, you know... Has it been a lot more copacetic since you didn't have a whole lot going on? Because last time, last episode, we started out because you went to the Midwest yeah, Gaming yeah. Classic. We, you did Galloping Ghost. I continued to do nothing. Yeah, no, it's you true. you had a whole bunch of crap I, going on. I so. didn't have anything like major life event. Now, Connor's graduation, like Friday is his last day of school. Get and then his, here, really? Yep. Wow. And then his, his graduation is the following Saturday. So next Saturday, Amy and I are going down to... Uh, attend his graduation with the girls. Nice. So, but that's really kind of the only thing that's, I would say, going on. You know, work is fine. It's a little bit busier recently, but that's nothing. And it's very, very inconsequential. Yeah. So. Well, good. So it's been kind of, it's been nice. Life has settled down a little bit. Really? Other than all the requests I've been had, have been made of me while I'm trying to work from home, which I'll well, never do it again. Yeah. Well, I'll never do it again. You'll never work from I'll home I'll just again. come here. I'll just come here. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Anyway. You got curtains now, so. Um, so you're not baking yourself. Was this the chief actuary for the state of Indiana's pension plan say you should put the podcast on pocket cast so he can listen. I will. It might already be there. Actually, it may already be there. Um, our door dashers are not far from here, by the way. All right. You going or am I? I feel like I'm going to have a lot to talk about with the collecting. So why don't you do that? I'll ask you how your week was. Oh, my we'll talk was... about that. And uneventful. then you can run down and get it. My week was uneventful. Um, I'll just throw out real quick my collecting because mine's quick. We don't even need to do the intro. Well, we, no, we do. We need to. Don't do not oh, do that. Okay, we can't skip. We always oh, skip it. Oh. That's the key to get back in, by the way. This is the key to your heart? Well, if you bring me Taco Bell, it might be. They don't fuck it up. Blood. If I come up here with blood on my hands, you know why. Yeah, he choked him out. Damn Wait. you, Ethel. I mean, Brady's going to have to choke a bitch. <laughs> anyway. All right, I'm going downstairs. You going right. to talk? Yeah, I'm going to start our collecting segment. Don't talk about the one. I want to be up here when you talk about the one. The one? Oh. Well, the t- well I, no, I guess, okay. I guess the two. Yeah, okay, I'll wait. No, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. Go, hurry, they're going to be here. Run. 
I got you though. You're right. <laughs> Run for your life. Anyway, so that brings us to our collecting segment. Just me right now. There's no J. So I'm gonna talk about what I got. But I can't talk about something specific because Jay wants to be here for it. And really honestly, talking about the things that you got without like your co-host, it's kind of lame. <laughs> I went and saw our friend Kyle at Retro Replayed and I bought a number of things from him. I fleshed out the Saturn collection a little bit by adding croc. Enemy Zero, which, by the way, the the person in Enemy Zero is voiced by, uh, I forget her name, the girl from Luscious Jackson, a band from the 90s that most people do not know. Um, but I found it interesting because I do like Luscious Jackson, uh, so I thought that was probably kind of interesting. And Oh, another door. I think, uh, I think I hear him. All right. And I also picked up Galactic Attack, Mist, NHL Powerplay 96, Shanghai Triple Threat and Tomb Raider. So I picked up a number of Saturn games from him. Just stuff like that. Have someone call in. <laughs> Maybe we should have Clear Visser, Milwaukee Retro Gamer call in. Yeah, Mike, give us a call. <laughs> Feel free to call me. You probably need my number. Everybody else in the chat has it. Here, I'll just throw it in here. <laughs> hey, we have food. Look at this. Hold on, I better. I'm going to put this number in here just to see if we can get Mike to call us. <laughs> That's the direct line to the podcast, everybody. You call that number, and uh, you can be on. So, but Jay is back. He's sorting through our food, which he's, now he's got Mexican pizzas over there. Um, well, I mean, don't bring it over here. I'll come over and get some. We might have to We might have to put the show on hiatus for about four minutes while we eat food. But anyway, so I, uh, I'll call right now if you want. That's fine. Give us, give us a ring, Mike. Mike's going to call. You better get over here. Mike Chiaramonte, the NES programmer extraordinaire, is going to call. You better hurry. I'll just call him. Screw it. <laughs> Hold on. There we go. Watch us go to voicemail. <laughs> so, so this is as live as it gets, huh? Who Who is this? <laughs> you know damn well who this is. <laughs> yeah, I've watched your videos on the internet. Michael, Michael Chiramonte, uh, Clearvis, everybody, has a fantastic YouTube channel where he streams and also does NES development and teaches you how to learn, like, how to learn how to develop for the NES, which I find interesting. So, yeah. Welcome, sir. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, Jay was off running around getting Taco Bell, which they had, that was a, the, what a nightmare that was, but it's finally here. There's, now no, we, there's no blood on my hands. Yeah, yeah we, we have. Nobody's the, dead. The Mexican pizzas have been uh, procured. But, uh, yeah, tell me a little bit about what you picked up, man. How uh, You got some pickups going on there? Yeah, so um, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, they released a, an expansion pack for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 called Torna the Golden Country a, a while ago. And it was, like, for sale for 20 bucks in stores for, I don't know, like a week? <laughs> it, it wasn't very long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of there and then it was gone. So most people didn't know about it. Um, so it was kind of there and gone. I picked it up because I was like, oh, I have Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I'll probably never play. But, better. you know, just in case. Better you know, grab the, the expansion. expansion. Yeah, you better get it just in case right. you do. What if you really like it and then you don't have the expansion like a sucker? Right, exactly. You can't have that. And, you know, it's actually, it's actually physically on the card. So it's, it's kind of cool. Oh, so, well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So no. as a result of that small production run, for a while, they were selling for like 130 bucks on eBay. Yeah, of course. I was like, yeah. So I was like, wow, that's crazy. I'm glad I picked that up. But recently, uh, it looks like they did a rerun, a reprint of it. Okay. So I picked I picked up the reprint just purely for our nerd friends in Collector's Quest. Just oh. to see, like, <laughs> are there are there any differences between the prints? And uh, sure enough, there are. Oh, so that was kind of a fun little experiment. So you have the OG, and you have the second print. I do. Interesting. I do. Now, the, now, do any of these have hang tabs? That's what I have to know. <laughs> Sadly, no. But then oh. the other thing I picked up does. Oh, um, uh oh. Yeah, so but it's not an it's not a new, uh, an old hang tab. It's a new hang tab. I got um, the Always Awakening eight bit version okay. that uh, that they released on NES, and uh, yeah, it comes with a hang tab. Well, well, well. So look at that perfect segue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's almost like we planned this and know what we're doing. It you, it almost feels like we did, although we most certainly did not. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, this is actually the first time you and I have talked outside of Discord. That's what I was just going to say. We, we've only ever chatted through Discord, so this is the first time ever actually talking to you. So Now, of course, yeah. it's weird, though, because you've heard my voice, and I've heard your voice from your videos in the, in the live stream and stuff. But, yes, this is the first time we've ever interacted directly. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, I'm glad you called. I'm going to keep your number and uh, send you um, unsolicited dick pics. Is that okay? Um, just do it at night when my wife's asleep so she doesn't see. Okay, they're not going to be of, of like, me. <laughs> That's too embarrassing. <laughs> this whole, I mean, this whole whatever, part you know, is embarrassing. As as, <laughs> anyway, anyway. As long as she doesn't see, you know, it's fine. I'm okay, good, yeah. number again until, until I need to talk to you about pickups. Or yeah, no, exactly. Next time Jay has to yeah. get Taco Bell from DoorDash after oh, an hour and a half. for God's sakes. So, well, awesome. actually, now that I have your number, I can get Jay's number so I can call him and buy things of, of yours that he's selling. Oh, oh done. No. Done. We can make that happen. This is this is not right. this is yes, not we good. Can absolutely I don't make like that happen. No, shoot. Yeah, this is good. Jay, <laughs> just pick up that number from his phone, okay? And, and got it. We'll chat. Got it. Turning the phone over <laughs> so you can't see it. It's a, it's a pretty pretty sweet Capcom sign you got there, Mike. Yeah. Hey, I know a guy that can get you one. He's in the chat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, Valdor is asking what your uh, YouTube channel is called. So it's just uh, my very long uh, name, Michael Chiramonte. Uh, if you if you search NES programming on YouTube uh, or NES programming and zero pages, you'll you'll come up. Uh, it'll come up. It's it's a pretty it's pretty much the. I don't want to sound like immodest, but it's true. It's like the the most viewed NES programming stuff. As it that's should not really be. Saying much. As it should be, though. <laughs> Damn it! Well, we could probably uh, we could probably link it up too on the Instagram and the Facebook page for us. We could, uh, yeah. So we can definitely do that. I mean, I don't know if we will, but we could. So no, anyway. <laughs> no, everybody should. Awesome. Oh, John looks like John, John just, just uh, popped it up chat, in the so. chat too. Awesome, man. Well, anything else? Um, just a. I've got a 3ds XL. 
uh, sorry, not a 3D, uh, just a DSi XL, um, because I don't know, somebody, somebody was telling me that they're great for playing DS games, especially as our eyes get older, as we get, become old ass men. Yes. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I don't have one of those. So I picked one of those up. It's actually coming tomorrow. But nice. That's it. You know, yeah, Michael, it's, too crazy. You know, Michael, it's funny you, you bring that up because last episode, Mike, Mike was talking about how he got a Turbo Express and I played it the night before we went on and uh, I was complaining the whole time because the screen is so small. I can't, I was like, I can't see anything on this game. Well, good news. Yeah. It's in the hands of a friend in uh, the Northeast who's putting a larger RGB based display in it. So it's going to look very nice on it when it gets back. Yes. Um, if anybody's I say I was. Yeah, I was super jealous when you said you got that because as a kid, that was like that was it. What do you mean? Yeah, seriously, it's like wait a minute, it's TurboGrafx games, which I don't even have, but <laughs> I can play them. I can it's play just them like in today. the car, and I can. They're right, the same yeah. games. I know. It's like yeah. the idea of taking yeah. like an NES game and plugging it into a thing that you're just in the car with. Like that's that's not. This is completely yeah. foreign to me, but I love the idea. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that was one of those things that I was like super stoked. And when Robbie's like, "Yeah, I don't really care," I'm like, "Good," because <laughs> I do, and I know there are people that do as well. So I'm glad you talked to me first. So anyway, well, cool, man. Well, thanks for calling in. No, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, uh, we're gonna get you on at some point. We got to figure out uh, a, a game to talk about, and we'll get you on soon. We're trying to figure it out. Right. If we have Michael on, he can pick a game. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that way we don't have to. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, bud. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. Thanks. Yeah, bye. bye. Thanks, Michael. Bye. Michael Chiaramonte, Clearvis, everybody. Yeah, and if you guys get a chance, check him out. He's uh, He's got some cool stuff on YouTube. He really cool does. Stuff. Good Good guy, too. Yes. So definitely always enjoy talking Smart to him. Smart guy. So now that you're back, okay, and yeah, now that back. the dust has settled, do you want to talk a little bit about what you picked about up? About Mexican pizzas? Yeah, man, they're sitting over there taunting me now. I'm so excited they're back. I know. Do you have anything? Um, Well, I talked about it a little bit last episode, but I actually went and picked up uh, the records that that Jerry had ordered for me. Yeah. I finally had a chance to Well, you got those, but then you also got more today. Oh, yeah, I did. I forgot. I got uh, Irony is Dead. It's uh, Dillinger Escape Plan and Mike Patton when they're in between singers. Um, Also, I picked up, oh, the new Hot Water music. And I cannot, for the life of me, remember the name of the album. And I don't know why. Mike's going to grab it, though, in a second and actually show it to me. Or he's just going to bring... Who's a what's it? Oh, yeah. Fill the Void. So, yeah. I got that. And apparently the black vinyl is the limited edition, which is amazing. It says limited pressing on black vinyl. And then, yeah, I got Irony is Dead. Which, John, if you... uh, I know John's a a Mike Patton fan. John, if you have not listened to that, you might want to check it out. It's a little aggressive, but it's good. So, And then, yeah, I got the... um, I ended up picking up that Run the Jewels 2. So, I finally have one through four now. Uh, that's a really cool record. It's actually on white or translucent vinyl with uh, blue and red splatter all over it, which is really cool. And then um, what else did I get? Oh, I got that. Uh, I got the 30th anniversary of the Cult Sonic Temple. You did. I got Mr. Bungle California. And yep. I got. We talked about all this. Um, well, yeah, but I didn't have them. Yet run the jewels. Time. I said run the jewels already. Well, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. No, oh. I got something else. too. Oh, I ended up. No, I had one I didn't talk about. I picked up uh, No Effects Punk and Drub Liquid. Ah, uh, yes, that's true. Jerry got a copy, and so I grabbed that. I snacked that, too. John John was talking about No Effects on uh, Instagram today. Oh, yeah, he was. As a matter of fact, he, uh, I lent him my No Effects book at one point. Hmm. I think he might still have it. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know. No biggie. No biggie if you do. Yeah. Anyway, 
Well, I so yeah, that's a, what I got. So it's your turn. I talked a little bit about my uh, Saturn pickups. Not super exciting stuff. Uh, I'm gonna cool things. There's there was like the enemy zero is definitely a hard one to find. Yeah. I don't even know how many Saturn games that puts me at. It's too many. I don't. It's a lot. Well, isn't that? It's not talk, a lot, but we talked about that. You're like about halfway there. No, I'm not even halfway there. Saturn's like 250 games, and I don't even have a hundred. What were we talking about? Sega CD, I think. Oh is yeah, we were talking about. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was. So You're I a little up, over halfway there. Yeah, I picked up a few PS2 games too. I got uh, Mana Kamiya, which is like uh, the Alchemist of Al Revis. It was a deluxe edition. I, I kind of went over to Kyle's and like picked through the back a little bit because he had some like deluxe edition of PS2 games that are kind of hard to find. And mm. I just know those are going to get expensive if I don't get my hands on it. Yeah. yeah, he still got the book, he says. So, but I grabbed that. That's like a um, RPG with alchemy in it. So it's like a lot of like you're like getting ingredients and creating stuff like almost like what you do in Diablo and stuff like that. But it's yeah. a PS2 one. And then Magna Carta Tears of Blood, which is part of the Magna Carta RPG series. And then I grabbed Mortal Kombat Deception uh, Deluxe for the PS2. I grabbed The Simpsons Hit and Run for mm-hmm. Xbox, which I already had a copy. No, I had the other Simpsons game for um, Road Rage, Simpsons Road Rage I had for GameCube. Oh, OK. But those are not the those are not the big pickups. We ended up, I know last episode we talked about your um, your empty Mortal Kombat cabinet you were getting. Did you end up picking that up? Jay, I'll let this roll in the background a little bit while we talk. That's cool. So, I got the Mortal Kombat cabinet. Needs a lot of work. It's missing basically everything except for the bezel monitor mounts. The top of the control panel is not there. Stuff like that. So, one you got from Matty Ice's uh, correct Colin. Yeah, yeah. Colin. Yeah. So we I talked got, about it last episode. Yes, but I, what I have done since then is Robbie, our, our good friend, picked up the actual board and soundboard for it. Nice. I've made my own volume potentiometer for it. Um, you need one of those. I've gotten control panel overlays. Uh, I do not have a monitor, but... <laughs> but you're working on that. I might be able to use it sooner than I thought. Because I got something else. What'd you it, get? If you're looking on Instagram, if you looked on Instagram recently, you know. I got one of the things I've always wanted since you and I used to go to the arcades. Right? What I got... That? I, you know what it is. Don't play coy. Hey, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I know. to the excitement. It is an ultimate Mortal Kombat three arcade cabinet. Shut the front door. And it is in. <laughs> it is not in a dedicated cab. It's in a Midway Universal cab, which is very similar. It's actually very yeah. similar to a Mortal Kombat one. And what I can do now, if I want to, is I could literally take that Mortal Kombat one cat uh, board and stick it in there and play it. If I wanted to. Now, of course, I'm going to refurbish the other one. We're yes. going to do all that. I already have the marquee and I've ordered side art and all that crap. But yes, I got this. This I was just sitting there the same day. It was that same Friday. You know, we talked that Thursday. Yeah. So that Friday, I went and picked up the, the cabinet. Harrison and I drove up. We stuck it in the back of it. That Amy's. was the one from Colin. Yes. It's just, yes. A, it's just the a empty shell, one. pretty much. Yep. And it was in pretty rough shape. But I went and picked it up from, from Colin and it fit right in the car. I was like, oh, cool. It fits in the house. I kind of I measured it out and felt like it would. So now you're like, man, I know I can fit an arcade cab in here. <laughs> well, it wound up playing, it wound up playing uh, heavily later because I, I, I'm sitting there on a work call downstairs in the basement of the house, and I'm looking and I go, 
what what is this? I'm on Marketplace. I'm like, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 arcade cabinet, and it's in Toledo. Toledo's like an hour and a half away, and I'm yeah. like, oh my god. So I message the guy, reasonable price too. You never you never find them, right? Like yeah. you, like for sale. So I message the guy. I'm like, hey, is this still available? Because it had been up for like a week. I'm like, how have I not seen this? What's happening? Guy messaged me back almost immediately. Yep, it's still available. I said, I'm like 90 minutes away. I'm very interested in taking a look at it. So Harrison and I waited kind of till the end of the day, jumped in the car, drove down there. I looked at it for about five seconds and was like, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> and the guy actually, they run a an arcade business down there. Gosh, I don't remember the name of it. I, I should I should pull it up to talk about who they were. But but anyway, so yeah, I, I will pull it up. But uh, yeah, we. But this cabinet's in great shape. The, it the, really is. Uh, the the cabinet was was an ex, as absolutely. It just needs a little touch up here and there. The side yeah. art is not the original side art. It's called Champion Amusements. Okay, that's where I bought it from. And it's actually I think the kid's name was Steve and his dad run it. And they they, I, they were like, hey, you want to see some of the other stuff I had? And they have I forget the name of it, but it's the name of the arcade cabinet with the slanted marquee. I can't remember the name of it ever, but it's, I had never seen, he goes, you ever seen one of these before? And I'm like, well, if I hadn't gone to Galloping Ghost last week, I would have said no, but I just saw one there. But in general, no, I've never seen one. They had like the Adams Family pinball. They had Evil Knievel pinball. They were refurbishing a Rocky and Bullwinkle pinball. They had a four-player Simpsons there. They had an empty Play Choice tin cabinet I inquired about. Um, I told them I was going to need a monitor for the other cabinet because I'm going to be, you know, I'm starting my own arcade now, apparently. So, but anyway, I feel like if that Simpsons four player would have fit, you would they, that would have came home too. No, no, I just I didn't bring that much money with me. So, um, you looked at it for more than the. I mean, I looked that. at it, but it wasn't. It was too nice. It was gonna be too expensive. But anyway, so ultimately, yes. Now I am the owner of an Ultimate Mortal Kombat three arcade cabinet. The only thing it really needs is side art. The the yeah. side art is like a mini version of the actual Sindel side art that goes on a three cab. So I've ordered that. I'm waiting for them to tell me when it's on its way, and and then I'll, I'll put that on. But um, I where you ordered that from? They actually cut those. They cut them custom, and then yeah, the, yeah it's a guy like uh, this old game is the guy who does it. Pretty well known in the in the circles. So, but uh, yeah, so it needs new. It doesn't need new buttons and sticks, but I feel like I'm going to put new buttons and sticks in it because I I want to. And the the dust washers are not in the right place. So if I'm going to take the whole thing yeah. apart anyway, I might as well put new sticks in. And then it just needs the side art and a couple of, uh, as they would say in Canada, decals on the control panel box, which come out as part of the um, side art set. Oh, cool. And then I'm done. So, yeah, I don't really have anything else to do with it other than potentially turn it into a multi-game, multi-jamma board cab where I might put three. I'm not going to put one and two in it because I'll, I'll do it temporarily, maybe just to play one because I have it. But ultimately, one and two, I think I'll put in the in the one cabinet. I think you should put one and two in yeah. the other cabinet. And then three and then ultimate three will eventually go in this one. So, yeah. But yes, it was a childhood dream fulfilled in that I was able to, and I'm lucky that I was able to just go, yeah, let them, I have the money right here. Let's go. You know, like it, it just worked out. So it was a, it was very nice. And so, yeah, I, I'm happy about that. I've, I've been bugging uh, Matteo. So every time I beat it. I was going to say, I think Matteo's over it at this point. How, how do I put this? It's about once every 15 times I beat it that I tag him and send him a picture on, on, on Instagram. Which with is about once, at, at minimum once a day. Yeah, I stole Robbie's bit where I'm just, you know, every time you beat the game, you take a picture and then now we tag Matteo because Matteo was like, okay, we get it. You beat the game. So now we're just like, you know, hammering it home. But yeah. but anyway, yeah, so I've, I've told myself I'm going to learn how to play with everybody. I know how to play with a number of characters and I'm super, you know, efficient with a couple of them. But it's just been fun to like... Hey, let me remember how to do this uh, 
and you know whatever not uh, like a friendship or something stupid you know what i mean and then like i it's 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 just been amazing like to walk out into my garage right now and it's just sitting there with like the, the the attract modes on the marquees lit up and you're just like well i can go play whenever i want and i do every day i, I literally play it every day and i played cool. it this morning before i came here it's cool what you were talking about uh it was a couple nights ago when kyle and i were over and you were talking about how you came out and harrison was out there with oh, all yeah. his friends and they're sitting there next to the neo G- because the neo geo and the right. ultimate are sitting next to each other i've now. got the mvs right next to the ultimate mk3 and the mvs has a multi-cart like a 161 in one cart yeah. and harrison has really been liking puzzle bobble or bust to move or whatever you want to call it right puzzle bobble too so his, his harrison had his friend abe and then harrison's girlfriend lula and abe's girlfriend uh Jaina we're over I always want to call her Chloe it's a joke I always call her Chloe because that's yeah, their other friend yeah. but but anyway I, that's why I stumbled over but I, I went outside they were out by like they had like a little fire pit thing going so I didn't want to bother them I was like hey just said hi and uh, I went back inside I went to go out like 15 minutes later I went to go out to the refrigerator we have a refrigerator in our garage I went out there to get something to drink and they're all four lined up it's like a little mini arcade like there's two on the Neo Geo and there's two on the Mortal Kombat machine. They're both playing each other and whatever. All and that it, meant is you just need more games. Yeah, it, it does. It just means, and also that I need to start charging. Is what I, <laughs> I told them next time they come here that the, the quarters will be on. You need to get the little, like we were talking about, the little quarter yeah, belt. Yeah. I need the belt. Yeah. So, but that's every, you know, like that's everything I picked up. Like whatever. None of it was really relevant to the, to the old, uh, you know mortal Kombat there so yeah it was uh it's just a thing man like to like i said to walk out to the garage and it's just there and i can sit down at my little stool and and play it whenever i want and it's it it's interesting the the ai for that game is so horribly uh good you have to like trick it so like to beat the game and to get past a couple people sometimes you always have to play a smoke so you can like there's ways you can trick the AI into defeating it and all that stuff. But what I found interesting is there's a big like development community around this. And there's a guy out there that has made modifications to the to the game ROM. And like there's an Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 Plus. He's done Mortal Kombat 2 and 1 and all that. But it's got like better AI and stuff. Really? So I, I reached out to him and I'm going to get a set of the ROM chips I need. I think I'm just going to make them. I don't know. He, he, he could sell them to me too. But he's going to send me the files I need. I'm just going to burn the ROM chips and I'm going to stick them on the board and see how it works. So I think it's like uh, six or eight different ROMs I got to pull. So yeah, pretty exciting. But yeah, so it's been fun. I've been, I've been playing it a lot. So I'm excited. And I'm learning all about arcades. It's kind of neat. Like I'm learning about how they all get put together, the pieces you need, the power supply, the isolation transformer, the control panel box, all that, all that stuff. It's, it's just been how to, I'm going to have to learn all that to build, rebuild that other one. And literally from a shell of nothing. So, all right. I think it's time to get to our show topic. You ready? Yeah, but I gotta fix your paperwork. Give me that for a second. I gotta fix something I forgot. Just give me the top page. And you can draw a dick on it. You are now. I forgot. Hold on. All right. It's an asterisk. Don't tell people tell the people what the the show's about, Jay. <laughs> What was the point of that? I don't get it. I'll show you in a second. Tell them. Okay. So today's episode is... Can I hit it? Can I hit the button? Yeah, go. Get that up a little bit. Get that up there. No, it's too high. No, it's too high? Okay. So today's episode is... Going to be Kung Fu with an asterisk for the NES. 
there's actually an asterisk on there. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. But yes, we're going to do Kung Fu for the NES. I know you guys are exciting. You're excited. Listen. I'm excited. I love this game. I picked this game. You did pick this game. I did. And I'm going to tell you, in, in, in classic J fashion, I think your intent when you picked this game was to say, this will be easy. This is a simple game that's quite short. Oh, no, I'm old and terrible at everything now. But it's never that way. Ever. I'm old and terrible. There's no such thing. Like, there's no such thing as an easy game to discuss or research anymore because there's too much knowledge, right? There's a lot of shit for this game. So why don't you tell us a little bit? Like, you start, and then I'll jump in here because I I wrote most of this, and there's some there's some context around these notes that I want to kind of make sure I add. So, just going over some of the basic gameplay stuff. So everybody, I'm sure everybody that's on has played it, um, but it's a side-scrolling beat 'em up game. It's one or two players. You don't play at the same time. It's turn-based. So first person goes, then the second person goes. Um, there's two game modes. So you got game A, which you have one player game A, two player game A, one player game B, two player game B. Game A is the beginner setup or the first According run. to the manual. Yeah. Game B is for experts, which the first time you go through it and game A, the second time around is pretty much game B. It's, it's that more difficult run through correct so um so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna say who the people are and i want you to talk about this a little more because you actually watched the movie <laughs> oh man more consistently than there's I so <laughs> so um so basically you're thomas that's who your character is uh and you're attempting to save sylvia uh sylvia was kidnapped by the mysterious gang x and she has taken the devil's temple which is five levels and there's a boss on each level correct and they all have different capabilities. Yep, we'll get to that. Yeah, That's in will. here. So, but yeah, the, um, but yeah, go ahead with the story on this one. So, I should probably say this. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I just can't. I wanted playing a game that takes like three minutes to beat, but I watched two hour and forty minute long movies because of it. So, this the story of this movie is based, quote-unquote, loosely on the movie Wheels on Meals, which is a 1984 kung fu comedy starring Jackie Chan, Sammo Hung, Benny the Chet, um, Urquidez, uh, what's the other name? Uh, Beno Yu, I forget the other guy's name. Um, but anyway, essentially, this movie is almost like, it's kind of uh, reticent of Dumb and Dumber, where, like, in Dumb and Dumber, they run this like it's not a food truck but they have this like yeah. big garish van, van that they're in and uh in and they run this food truck right and like they, one of the people that they run into is this woman who they believe is a um prostitute she's posing as a prostitute but she's actually just a pickpocket and uh so she you know like gets kidnapped there's this whole backstory about how they're trying to get her she's the heiress of all this money she's been kidnapped and then like Thomas and his cousin, whose name escapes me, but Thomas being played by Jackie Chan, those two guys go to rescue her, right? So Sylvia is the character's name in the movie, hence the name here, right? And then Thomas is Jackie Chan's name. And he kind of has to, like, uh, you know, they climb into this castle and they have to find her and rescue her and all that stuff. But that is, that, that was pretty much, like, the premise of the game, right? The The funny part to me was that it was also influenced by another movie, which was Bruce Lee's Game of Death. 
So all the boss Which is an battles. amazing movie. Game of Death is a fantastic movie. If nobody's ever seen it, uh, you know, if you've never seen it, you absolutely should. Because, like, again, Sammo Hung is in that. The guy who plays Jackie Chan's cousin and partner in crime in, in Wheels on Meals is also David in it. David is his name in the David, in the, yes. David. The guy who plays David. I forget his name, but if you could tell me his name, but that's what we Oh, yeah, deal. sure. But so it's, it's like uh, Chuck Norris. Bio Yen. Bio Young. Yeah, Yen. Um, but Chuck Norris is in it. Uh, Samo Hung is in it again. You know, if, if you're familiar with Kung Fu movies, you certainly know who that is. But it's just funny that they're all kind of in these movies. But but that movie is really more so, I think they just take the names more or less from Wheels on Meals. And the concept of the game really, I think, comes from Game of Death. Because in the end of that game, spoiler alert on what is now a 44-year-old movie, okay? So if you don't want to hear this, like, sorry. <laughs> oh, the Bruce Lee movie? Yeah, the Bruce Lee movie. In that movie, Bruce Lee has to go, like, defeat all these people at the end. And he's literally, like, in this he's game. He's going floor by floor. He's going up floor by floor in the yeah. game with these open steps almost. Yep. And he has to, like, thwart these enemies and defeat these, like, bosses. One of which is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay? Yep. But then he has to get to the very end and he has to kill the main boss and all that stuff. And then he rescues um, whatever her name is in that movie. I don't know. the. He's also trying to rescue somebody in that movie that's been kidnapped. Same kind of premise. But the, it's funny because when you watch that movie, you can actually kind of get a feel of what's going on with, with Kung Fu, which is hard to say because Kung Fu in itself for the NES is a pretty basic game, right? But anyway, so yes, that's the premise. And yeah, so John in the chat has said, and that's exactly what I was alluding to, the, the name Kung Fu on the cover of the box has an asterisk for NES, as does 10-Yard Fight, because those games were actually not developed by Nintendo. They were developed by IRAM. Oh, yeah. So that's that's why um, that has the I always wondered that when I was a kid. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And just today I realized that the actual on the on the actual cartridge itself, it says direct, you know, developed by IRAM, right. yeah. which I always thought was interesting, too. So tell me a little bit about the enemies of this game, Jay. <laughs> so the enemies, if anybody's looked on our Instagram feed, is uh, the main ones are the guys that are in the purple and blue, like Isn't the purple greenish? shirt, blue yeah. pants, like baby blue pants right here over blue. your shoulder. Yeah, these yeah. guys. And uh, those they have guys a great are, name. Those guys are called the Gripper. The Gripper, like the Gripper. They literally just walk up and hold you, and, and they, they drain yeah. your energy somehow. I'm not sure how the Gripper drains your energy, holding you like that. But. And then there's the knife thrower who wears the dark blue, basically the opposite of your character. He's wearing like a dark blue. He's dark blue torso, white arm or white sleeves, white pants, and he has a headband. And yes. he throws knives either high or low on you. Yep. And then the Tom Toms. That's the little guys. Yep, the little uh, elf-looking guys. They actually look like elves. They're green outfits. And then sometimes they will bounce on your head. Yes, they do little... They do like a little acrobatic, like your head. Bruce Lee style. Yeah. Then there's dragons that come out of little... Uh, right, there's orbs. a level where there's like three different, like almost like paper balls, you know, like a... Yeah. What do you call those things? Paper lanterns? Yeah. It looks almost like a paper lantern. Yes. And they have... Dragons. dragons come out of one. Snakes. They have another one. It's like a pot that falls down. Snakes come out of it. And then it. also one has confetti. And then, yes. And that one's just, uh, it just like floats. It like twitches right. for a second and then explodes. Yeah. You have to run past that and one. And then we have poisonous moths. Of course. So the, the, those the are prevalent in every, every kung fu movie has poisonous moths that I've yeah. seen. There's Mothra and the Revenge of Mothra. Let me check my thing here. Hold on. Mothra. Versus Mothra. Oh, the battle for Earth. There's Mothra. Uh, no, 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 those are the only two. Anyway, so I guess there's the, the list goes on. Yeah. So anyway, 
Yeah, John says that Slalom was developed by Rare, but it does not have the stars. So it was only the Irem games, I guess, is what he's alluding to, that had the stars, the asterisks. Mm. So that was probably contractually obligated. Who knows? Could be. Anyway. Anywho. Go on. Yeah, so so uh, basically with your character, you have an energy bar. You have a timer. Um, the timer just rolls backwards from, I think it starts at 2,000 seconds or whatever it whatever is. Whatever it is, yeah. And it rolls backwards. Your energy bar is just, it's its a red bar, and it goes from right to left, right to left when it drops. And then right below that, there's an orange energy bar, of course, for the, the, the level boss. Right, the enemy, level. they yes. call it. And it's always... That that bar is always there, which I find interesting. It's it's literally always there. So yes, um, and and it's it's funny because like when you speed run this game, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. You this is one of those games that like the longer your energy bar is, or the more time you complete it in, the longer it takes for that stuff to count down. So they yes. have to figure out what is the optimal amount of like damage left that you can have, or time, or whatever it is to help you know expedite. Like what's the fastest way I can do this? Because if you finish the level of full health, it's going to take a while for it to count down. Yeah. So how do I get hit and minimize that, but not die and all that stuff? So yeah. Anyway, that's that's a weird. And, I'm sure we'll talk about that more. Yeah, it's just yeah, a weird, we'll weird whole scenario. Yep. So uh, points, of course, are awarded for defeating enemies. One of the cool things with that uh, is you get so you can punch and you can kick. If you kick and you, jump kick. Yes. If you kick. So like the gripper, that's the most common character in the game that you're attack or fighting. When you, if you kick them, you get 100 points. If you punch them, you get 200 points. And that is because? Because uh, when you get to, I don't even know. Uh, your, uh, it's because of the range. Yes. Your range of ability oh, to yes, hit yes. them is affected. So kick is a, has a further range and is a safer move. Yes. Whereas a punch is a harder move to execute because you, they, they must be closer to you. And in turn, you get more points because of that. Yes. And you yep. get extra guys based off points. I don't remember how many points I it think was. it's 50,000. But then you get then you get extra lives. Yes. So, um. And then defeated enemies just fall off the screen, which is kind of amusing. I think that's so weird that, like, there's no side to this. Like, they're just walking on, like, a. it's almost like when you look at it, it feels like a um, shuffleboard, like a, like a yeah. bar shuffleboard style. Like, if you look at this guy here, he kicks this guy. They just fly off. Like, he, the guy just flies off. Like, where did he go? Did he fall down to the second floor? What if he was already on the first floor? I don't understand where he fell then. The basement? Do they have basements in this, you know, Whatever the hell they were, the uh, Devil's Temple. <laughs> Maybe it's very deceiving. Maybe that's a really narrow path. Potentially. If you just get taught, like if you, you're like balancing the whole time. It could be a balance. It doesn't, I don't know, man. Maybe your Kung Fu guy is really good at balancing. Yeah, because then you got, I mean, you got the one guy flipping around and stuff too. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I'd Probably not though. Because when you die too, it right. makes the boing sound and you fall off too. Well, talk to me about the, uh, we talked about how each level has their own <laughs> boss. Moving yes. on. Tell me their uh, their names. So there are five levels. Uh, first level is the stick fighter. They're really original with these names. Yeah, guess what the stick fighter attacks you with? A stick. Right. He actually and has a stick and just swings it. Level two is? Level two is the boomerang fighter. Yep. And well, he, how do you think he attacks you? He uses multiple attacks. What would they be? A what high be? boomerang or a low boomerang. There you go. And the boomerang on return will also hurt. You. Yes, it will. The tricky part to that is when he throws it high, it comes back high. But when he throws it low, it comes back high. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> then you have uh, the giant. Correct. Which is just a giant dude that just walks towards you and kicks and punches you. He looks kind of like, I don't know, fat Danny Glover maybe with a tank top. He reminds me, he straight up reminds me of, if anybody remembers the MTV show Robin Big with Rob Drydeck and... Yes. Uh, uh, 
Boykin was his last name. I can't think of his first name. Big, they called him Big Black on the show. Big Boykin. Yeah, but they called him Big Black on the show, and that's what he reminds me of is that guy because he's just giant and bald, and he just, yeah. <laughs> Greg, um, Greg says, what about Mexican pizza? <laughs> they're back, and they're delicious. Yes, they are. Okay, good. Sorry. So, And then we've got the uh, the Black Magician. Which is actually like a little elfish looking white guy. I think he looks like a, I always thought that that was a monkey. I always thought it was like a monkey with like a shirt on. If you look at him. <laughs> Just makes me think of Futurama with a like monkey with little, the Yeah, exactly. Gunter. Gunter with the hat. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> but yeah, he's like a magician and he kind of looks like a monkey to me. Like he's always, I always thought that's what he was. And then you can what can, what is what is unique about the the black magician in the game? Well, when you punch him, if you punch him in his face, his head falls off, and then he disappears and he comes back and has a head. Correct. But it you, says it, right it, in the it manual. It doesn't hurt him. It says right in the manual that his if you knock parts of him off, that they could regrow. Yes. Yeah. And his head regrows. Yep. And, and then he'll just disappear and come back. Then. Well, then after him, you get of course to level five. Level five is going to be Mister X, which is the gang leader. So the interesting thing was, I kind of tried to. My son is messaging me again and says, Dad, I see you and Jay podcasting. At least we're not talking about pornography this time. Right? Hi, Connor. <laughs> hey, Con. Love you, buddy. Um, the interesting part is, to me, I watched Game of Death, right? And I'm like, ooh, maybe the maybe the five guys he beats are like influenced by, in, in Kung Fu, are influ- influenced by the guys in the movie. No, they're not. Like, I saw one guy with a stick, and I was like, ooh, maybe this is one of the guys. And nope. like... No, there's a guy with a cane in the movie that has like a blade that comes out of it. The bad guy, yeah, but he's old. Yeah, he's, and he's not old. Like that guy. And there's no, there's no um, nunchuck guy. You no. know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar does not look like any of these guys. No. None of them is like giant. I would say if he was a lot taller and thinner, that could have maybe been based on Kareem. But you know, who knows? Maybe they're worried about likeness rights or something. No. <laughs> 1984 could have been. Probably not though. So, and this was part of the NES action series. So, and those games were Balloon Fight, Clue Clue Land, Ice Climber, Pinball, uh, Super Mario Brothers, and Urban Champions. Yeah, so I think everybody, not everybody, but I I should say that NES, when they first released their, you know, black box games, if you will, they had a number of different, uh, what they called series, right? Yeah. So, I made a list here. I was trying to eloquently get to them before, but there was the Adventure Series, the Arcade Series, Programmable Series, Light Gun, Robot, Sports, this was part of the action series. So this was, these were more like, to me, arcade-type games. Because Balloon Fight is like Joust. You know, yeah. uh, Pinball is Pinball with an arcade game. Super Mario Bros. I could see as action. Um, it's, it's weird, though, because they have the arcade series, which were actual games that they put out in the arcade, which were Donkey Kong and Popeye. But to me, really, these are all kind of yeah. arcade games. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Yes, this was part of the Black Box series of NES games, which now apparently are important. They weren't before, but now they're they're a big deal. So, I'm I'm going to talk a little bit about the development of this game because holy moly, you should. I dug into this, and I'm gonna, I'm going to I'm going to spare you this. I'm going to listen so, to you from over here. I'm also going to say if our if my son wants to call back in, he can absolutely do that. So Connor, if you're listening and you want to call, by all means, do it. But no worries if you do not. So, yeah, a little bit about the background and development of this game as as Jay eats. Um, this game was originally developed by IRM and was called Kung Fu Master in the U.S. in Spartan X in Japan. Spartan X being the actual name of Wheels on Meals, which is the movie that the game was quote unquote based around, right? So they had like advertising campaigns for this that had Jackie Chan involved in it and all that stuff. 
And uh, again, developed by IRAM. The Kung Fu Master was distributed in the U.S. by, by Data East. This was the second highest grossing arcade game in 1985 in the United States. Do you know what number one was? Jay's looking at me quiz, quizzingly. It is, it's not on there. It was Sega's Hang On was number one. Yep. So this is this is where we're going to get a little deep. This this is the part I don't want Jay to not be sitting here for because this is very interesting. Um, I'm just going to wait. Oh, good. He's on his way, everybody. So this game was designed by Takashi Nishiyama. And man, like I said, you think you're going to do a simple podcast about a four minute long game, right? That's super simple to get through. You know, it's fun. It's a good game, but it just seems so simplistic. And come here to comes find the out, wormhole. Yeah, here comes, yeah. So Takashi Nishiyama, Nishiyama. I want to make. I don't know how to say his name per- perfectly, but um, he he is called the quote unquote true godfather of fighting and beat 'em up games. And I found out why. Okay, so this guy worked on Moon Patrol at mm-hmm. IRM, right? And then he designed Kung Fu Master. He left IRM to go to Capcom. So when he was at Capcom, he designed what they called the arcade spiritual successor of, of Spartan X. Again, Wheels on Meals. Again, yeah. Kung Fu, if you will, which was called Trojan, right? People are familiar with Trojan for the NES. So Trojan had a one-on-one fighting mode and he created a, he developed this concept around that and he wanted to to turn it into a fighting game centered around boss fights, which led to the creation of Street Fighter. (laughs) Okay. So then the guy helps literally develop and create this, you know, one-on-one fighting genre. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to go to SNK where I'm going to help create the Neo Geo and work on Fatal Fury, King of Fighters, Art of Fighting, and Metal Slug. Metal Slug also being a beat-em-up. Just like, dude, like I, you just... And that's all you have on the development, right? In the background. That, that, yes, but what else do you need to know? that The, the guy who helped d- design this game was the guy who's like, you know what? Maybe let's start Street Fighter. You still have more. right. There's there's more, but he, well, there's I haven't even gotten to the point the, how it got to the NES. Okay, so yeah, there was also another game called Vigilante, which people are familiar with. It's another uh, spiritual successor to Kung Fu that he was involved with, and then the true sequel to this game on the Famicom was called Spartan X Two, released only in Japan, lost all the movie tie-in stuff, had nothing to do with it. Yeah, whatever. Now the NES port of this game called Kung Fu, obviously with the asterisk because it was an Irem game. Uh, was developed by Nintendo, and uh, the designer and director was Shigeru Miyamoto. And guess who did the music and sound? Koji Kondo. So, this is all because of him. And I thought this game was interesting because it also had, like, digitized voice. So it's got the... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You know, like, I always thought it was funny that, like, that plays while... Thomas is running in place, trying to get to Sylvia, who's tied up in a chair, yep. probably a good 10 feet from him, virtually, in the in this screen, and he cannot get to her. I'm not sure what's preventing him at that point. Is it the words on the screen that are in the way? I it's can't... the little magician guy. But he's he's not even there. You don't know Is that. he like Darth Vader? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe don't he know is. That. He's using the Force. Anyway, so yes. The, the Force. The... Don't tell people about Spartan 2. I still need a copy. Oh, yeah. Uh, disregard that comment, everyone. So anyway, yeah. So that's a little bit about the background and development of the game. It, again, something that seems like it's going to be very simple. 
And it's the next thing, you know, you're talking about the godfather of beat em up and fighting games and creating Street Fighter and the Neo Geo. Yeah, you know, so Kung that's Fu all. to Street Fighter. It was a different time, man. Yeah, well. All right. Well, I guess I got to talk about the next one here. Right? It's up to you. So we're going to get into collecting a little bit, right? Oh, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. What you have skipped, I missed? You skipped the whole page, my friend. What I did? Oh, yeah, sure did. You got to Koji Kondo you for go. music and sound. No, you go. We you got to get this. to the release. Yep. Yep. We got all kinds of stuff here. Go go ahead. Tell me. Tell so, me. Well, Jay, when was this game released? It was released in Japan originally, uh, June, June 21st, 1985. Yep. As Spartan was, X. Yes. It was released in the U.S. October 18th in 1985, so a few months later. Why is that date significant? It was a launch title for the NES in the U.S. That is the date that the NES was also launched in the United States. I didn't know that, States. actually. Yes, it's true. Oh. Yep. So this is this, Yep, this was a launch title with the NES. I learned something. And uh, that kind of parlays me into the reception of this game. Yes. So what, what were people's thoughts on this game? How did it go when they, when they ported it over to the old NES? Which I never say NES. It's not the NES. Don't uh, call it the NES. Unless you're in Europe and then it's fine. One thing I can think of with NES is the cartoon when they had that, when they would well, call him Nestor. Yeah, but that's also the name of the it main character in yeah. Earthbound. Yes. <laughs> and so. now in Smash Bros. and like yeah. yeah. So, anyway. So, it's the 13th best, 13th best selling NES game of all time. And that's NES and Famicom both. Yes. But 3.5 million. Yeah. That's insane. Yep. Insane. I need to stop looking at you when I'm talking or I need to slide this way. It's not that this. surprising when you go look through lots of games that people are selling on Marketplace. It never surprises me when I yeah. see that. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of everywhere. So it is the fifth best fifth best selling launch title for the NES uh, behind Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, Excite Bike, and Golf. Yeah. I paused between Super Mario and Duck Hunt because I did not want to confuse that with the combo cart. No. That's good. Separate cartridges. Although I think they both count. I don't think it matters. Oh, okay. I think that well. they count pack-ins and all that stuff, and that dual cartridge certainly counts towards how many of those right. Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunts were right. sold. That's fair. That's fair. So that does count. So yes, and I would say that that puts it as the third best non-pack-in. Uh, yes. If you want to really get down the rabbit hole, it is the third best-selling non-pack-in launch title for the NES. Yes. <laughs> of which I believe there were 17 games that came out. I don't remember the number, but it's whatever. Okay. So, ratings time, my friend. It's ratings time. Who should we call first? I think we should call John first tonight. You we think so? We call Robbie first. Let's call yeah. John. No, that's a good idea. Let's call John. John, we're going to call you, buddy. We'll should count I, to should 10. I keep the music playing? Oh, I can't. No, you have to shut that up. Made that down. Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and kill that music. You gotta, you gotta, what, are you, what are you doing there? I'm trying to... St- oh, you know what? Stop hitting the button. Hold on. There you go. All right, we got it. I think that's why I got promoted to engineer last episode. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be it. <laughs> All right, Mr. Young. One moment. I just got to add him to my favorites. Why is he not there? It would make my life a lot easier. Am I in your favorites? Yes. I've, I added you there. I've never set up my favorites, so I can't say anything. It makes my life easier when I'm driving. No, oh, that works. Ladies and gentlemen, King Famicom himself, 
John Young. The one and only Famicom Box himself. I like the J intro. That's nice. I kept pointing at him. He pointed at me. I'm like, no, go do it. I didn't know he was going to let me do it. Yeah, I made him do it on the fly. I'll do it every time now, John. Perfect. All right. You got to come up with something good, though. I will. I know you will. I think that was pretty good. No, it was. Especially when I just pointed at you and you're like, no. It was good. Uh, Mr. Young, how are you, sir? Pretty good. I uh, I just looked up the names of the bosses and characters uh, on the Famicom uh, manual because I couldn't find them online. And can you read them? Uh, so uh, the basic guys, uh, what are they called? In, uh, the Gripper. The Gripper. They're called Grabman. <laughs> Boy, Grabman. Which I don't know which is worse. <laughs> Neither uh, is good. It's Google Translate, so who knows? So then. Miyagi Sempan is the strongest man in the museum. That's oh, good to know. That's uh, good. That I'm is good sure. to know. I don't know how that matters here, but that's cool. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not yeah, past there's... Grab Man yet, man. I think that's your new nickname. We're going to call you John the Grab Man uh, Young. Uh, if Uncle Jay's van of goods, or whatever I used to try to get to catch on, didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Grab Man. Uh, the little guys are Tom Tom. The guy with the stick is called Surgeon. And uh, Boomerang's Boomerang. Rico is the big guy. Not going to touch that one. And then uh, the hunchback is Witchcraft Master. Witchcraft Master? That What was the yeah. one? That black Magician? Black Magician. Witchcraft That's Witchcraft Master. Master. Is way well, better. I think, I think the magic is black. Just, uh, no, exactly. Uh, yes, I would agree with that. I just okay, think Witchcraft good. Master sounds cooler. Connor says hi, Dad, uh, in chat, by the way. He's over and on I like And I like that the giant guy's name is Rico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder I, if his last name is Suave. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not doing that. It's probably not. Anyway. So, John, what do you got for a review for us, you ever, buddy? You ever played this game before? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, this is one of those games that, like everyone else, I had. It's a copy when I was younger, and it's something that was, you know, endlessly replayable. Um... I honestly thought the controls were worse than they are until I, you know, picked it up and tried to play it. They're really not that bad or what everybody gives this game, you know, shit for. I love the game. I mean, honestly, those tom-toms are annoying as hell because those little backflips into your head are the only things you really can't, like, predict. Yep. And moths, I guess that makes sense. I always thought they were, like, beetles or something, but I don't know. Apparently they're um, poisonous moths. I get that. Which run uh, rampant at the Devil's Temple. I didn't even know. <laughs> is, is a poisonous moth a thing that I could be worried about? Like, it's not something I've ever had to, like... I don't think con- it's like murder hornets, but it could be. Like, maybe it's like a brown recluse spider, but I don't know. I think that's what the stick okay. guy is on the first floor. You notice there's no moths on the first floor. You think he's, he's taken... He's oh. addre- he has addressed them. He's the exterminator. He's the yes. orchid man. The, mo- the moth eradicator. Yes. Because you notice there's no little guys either. The Tom Toms. You know what? It's Maybe none of them the or the guy. moths on his level. Stick man. We're changing his name from surgeon to uh, moth thing. <laughs> the moth slayer. Yeah. So there's n- there's nostalgia and everything into it. Uh, is it a game for everybody? Not really. Um, if uh, you're not very good at games, it's kind of got like a rhythm kind of feel to it. Like you have to keep moving forward. You have to know when to kick and punch. 
Um, and if you just don't have those kind of reflexes or spent hundreds of hours as a small child playing the game, it's not the easiest for you to pick up. I don't know. I need to go back and make sure like what my other scores were, but I think I'm going to go with a four just because of nostalgia. That's my cop out. I, I think that's a perfectly fine score. I think it is. Okay. I'll allow it. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. And I don't know if Jay caught this during our chat string earlier, but the uh, I Want to Fight Your Brother was a bad skater punk reference. To, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, so you think you're good at kung fu, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I want to fight your brother. Me versus him. Let's kung fu. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, That's cool. why I was I'm saying I couldn't that. say it. You beat and me to it. And that led me into just listening to No Effects all day while I'm like sitting there in between meetings in my very corporate lifestyle uh, listening to... Uh, uh, essentially, no effects make fun of people in suits. Don't call me white. Don't call me white. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So, oh, on background, I don't think anybody on the podcast knows. Uh, my dad taught Kung Fu my whole childhood, and I hated it. And then when the Ninja Turtles came out, uh, it actually made something that I hated uh, kind of cool. <laughs> You're like, you know what, Dad? Never mind. This shit's cool. <laughs> And my dad teaches is, Kung Fu. My, my uncle works at Nintendo. <laughs> uh, there is VHS video of me inside of like a full like Kung Fu uniform, which might be offensive now, um, with a rat tail. Oh, um, man. And thankfully, nobody has any means of playing VHS videos anymore. So there's no way of being yeah. able to you know, see I, that. I know a guy if you want no. to send it our way. Yeah, if only, if only we had some <laughs> sort of way to play a VHS tape. Oh, I had a... I, <laughs> What'd you do? Nothing. Okay. I, I think my sister did digitize it, actually. I think I also know somebody that could digitize it. Oh, yeah. Me. My wife works at a, uh, a library that has the ability to digitize as well. So, we need to talk, like said, we need to, talk no, to John's wife. No possible way. Nope. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else? What else is up? Uh, pick up. Let's, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go that route. Um, so, I've been helping a very nice... Uh, Spanish gentleman uh, try to complete a Famicom box uh, set and we just found four more games that nobody knew about so the grand total has gone up from 38 to 42 and uh, so my, my collecting of games that I don't have is pretty much uh, stopped because this guy is willing to pay like obscene amounts of money that I just can't afford. Why don't you but, will you will you explain we talk about sure. you being the Famicom box guy and all that stuff. Will you explain to people that maybe are just tuning in for the first time that don't have any background, what is the Famicom box or the Famicom box as it, as it is? So the Famicom box is a hotel system that essentially holds 15 U.S.-style NES carts, but it has a different lockout chip, so you can't actually just play them into and your normal toaster. The, these cartridges are black. Order. Right, they're black with yes. like a yellow and well, black label. So uh, most of them are black. There are some gray ones also, which are associated with the sharp release of the Famicom box called the Famicom Station. Very confusing because, you know, the word station or has an awkward history with Nintendo in general. Um, but those gray carts, I'm fairly certain, are actually just early copies of Famicom box games. Anyway... So, so, yeah, they were inside of hotels called Ryukins, mostly in Japan, and essentially uh, there's like 12 people that care. That's true. 
You've got the last part nailed. Although so outside of you, <laughs> there's 11 more. Well, Although uh, Valdor here, Asa has said, first time listener here, what is a Famicom box? <laughs> and now I you believe know. he's being facetious, but now you know. Uh, I was going to say, he doesn't listen to uh, Tyler's uh, explanations at the end of the collector quest. Oh, episode, so. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I have, I have one of those games. I always thought it was odd that, I mean, always over the past few years, I've thought that it's odd that they used U.S. styled NES carts. Was there a reason? So, yeah, essentially in hotels, there were already knockoff systems for Nintendo games, uh, being the Famicom games. So they explicitly didn't want them to be able to just take Famicom carts and put ah, them in. I see. They also didn't want them to just take U.S. Uh, versions of the carts and put them in. So they um, big- had its own separate lockout chip. There is a group that is currently trying to reverse engineer it. Yeah. Uh, so that soon we can have that sweet, sweet homebrew everybody wants for their Famicom box. The, yeah. There you go, guys. It's the Famicom box so, history hour. You need a Famicom box, Mike. I do not. Yeah, you do. I do uh, not. Yes, you do. I do not. I could get you one. I'm well uh, it, It's actually, it, it is starting to, the investors have kind of snuck in, I think partially because of this one guy. Uh, yeah. Prices. Super Mario Brothers is one of the most common carts. I sold Tyler his for 35 bucks. And now, like, uh, there's been a couple on Wada that have sold for 400 plus. One on um, Yahoo Auctions, which is a Japanese like auction site, sold for like 800. Which I'm sure that person didn't do any research before he bought it. Yeah. Well, John, I think I'm going to reevaluate how I how I do this on the show now. And I think <laughs> since Mike does need a Famicom box, I think I'm going to re reassess this and make it where Mike. If anybody has anything they want to sell, is more than willing yeah. to pay top dollar. Actually, he'll nice. pay he'll pay ten percent above top dollar. So, John, we'll work out a price for a Famicom box for him, and he will pay you ten percent more than. Wait, what's whoa, valued. whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, what? We no. got this. Everything you, no, everything, no, everything no. that leaves is four dollars to five dollars. No, I don't like this. Everything you buy I don't like is ten percent above. ten percent no. above what not price? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> So four hundred percent above re- retail. Yes, so you 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 mentioned Wada, and that actually jarred a memory in my head that I did not write down about some things that I also acquired. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about them in a little bit. I'm gonna have to have a, a secondary set of our of our collecting part. I don't want to do it now because I don't want to hold Robbie up. We got to call him next. But yeah, speaking of Robbie, he's just showed up in the chat. Must finish his so bean burritos. He must have his yeah his uh, spicy potato taco is done. So I think he's ready for us. Cool. Fun fact, uh, Kung Fu is one of the games that's been confirmed as uh, a card from Famicom Box. And it is probably uh, one of the rarest and most sought after now. Now oh. that uh, the three people that care, uh, that know about it, uh, want one really bad. It's going to be three. You ever seen that episode of The Simpsons, the three the three men in a comic book? It's going to be you and Tyler <laughs> and this guy in Spain and the one copy of Kung Fu that exists. <laughs> we'll all buy it uh, and we'll share it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't think Tyler cares so much, but I do have an extra copy of uh, Ninja Ryukenden, so the Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, all right. Well, we'll talk about that one We'll later. talk later. Okay. All, all right. right. Cool. Thanks, Jen. Have Thank you, one. sir. See you, John. All right. Bye. Retro game enthusiast John Young, everybody. We'll let that Mag Max song just breathe for a second while I hang up. It was better than hearing... 
think we got to call our friend Roberto. I wonder if it is Roberto. I've never asked. I don't think it is. Time to call Robbie, a.k.a. Platinum pop star Jesus. <laughs> the, one, the one only Frank Zappa <laughs> himself. He said nope. All right. He said that one quick, too. Yellow. <laughs> and now. From the windy city of Chicago. Or the windy city that is Chicago. Video game cartridge enthusiast and VHS purveyor and solicitor. 8-Bit Supremacy Robbie Coleman, everybody. Mr. Coleman, how are you, sir? I really need to work on John. You do. I feel bad. (laughs) Damn it. I feel bad because... John, don't worry. I got got you. It's the music. It's the theme music that makes it better. Maybe we should. Yeah, make... you can't really top a bad dude. Theme. You really, Sorry. you really can't. It's, it's like it, it. literally feels like. And now, from that's when I did the whole Michael Jordan one. It yeah. sounds like that. It sounds like mm. I'm introducing like the the '96 Bulls or something. John, John and I are going to figure something out. We got it. We're going to. We got it. Anyway, sir, how are you? I'm all right. I'm um, polishing off a uh, a carton of. Brownie batter cookie dough ice cream at the moment <laughs> to chase down that uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, real, real healthy day here. <laughs> it's real, really is. Wow, that's okay. I, I washed mine down with a Red Bull. So, <laughs> oh, hey, Robbie, anyway. I just want to let yeah. you know right now, you are standing in between me and Taco Bell. So, it's okay. He'll live. I'm standing in between you and Taco Bell. Yeah, he ate, he ate some. Don't let him lie to you. I watched him wolf down a burrito. I haven't eaten the whole he damn burrito. He sucked that thing down like one bite. He didn't even bite. He ate like just like. <laughs> don't ever, don't ever do that again. <laughs> it was, it was really weird. Anyway, no. Sound. Yeah, thank you, uh, <laughs> sir. How you been? You got? Hey, I'm let me well. ask. Let me ask. So, Robbie, Robbie, today was at a VHS swap at the Brood. Which is a horror-themed based coffee shop in Chicago or the suburbs of Chicago? Is that right? No, it's in the city. It's right it's down the street. My lady, lady's okay. apartment. Oh, right, yeah. right. So, so tell me, how did it go? It went well. I made one hundred and twenty-eight dollars in selling VHS. Nice, which is good for a Thursday afternoon <laughs> yeah. evening. Yeah, it is. For how many hours? Like three, four, four, hours. Yeah. four hours. That's amazing. There's a, there's a little bit of a rush at in the first two hours, and after that, it's just like that big, hanging that big VHS rush. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Hey, man. I can't complain. It was, I got to pedal some of my shit. I don't have to list it online or anything. Did you I get any... one of your one of your tapes that wow. you gave me in MGC. Which one? So, uh, so I owe you five dollars. No, I don't think you do. So, like, <laughs> the, I thought I sent some pretty good stuff. Am I wrong? No, there's there was good stuff. It's just there wasn't like the, I, well, you know VHS is a weird market where it's I like. Know. People pay ridiculous prices online, but in real life, they're like, yeah, they're they're not doing that (laughs) because most of them are like me and they're like, I want to find this for a buck. I'll find it for a dollar. (laughs) Robbie, I got a deal for you, buddy. Whatever's left over from Mike's stuff, four bucks for the box. Sure. Done. Sold. All right. You can just take the $5 that you made and give them that and then call it even. Yeah. So you get all the the stuff in the the mail. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. That works. That's done. Done. Well, thank pleasure you. For, doing, pleasure doing business with you, Mr. Cummings. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bringing you know, them. It was a uh, the sequel to the first tape swap that me and some other dude hosted in 2019. Called them. We called it the Midwest Movie Tape Classic because 
I think at some point I bought some VHS from a yard sale and someone, some, whoever was selling it to me, some old dude wrote movie tape as one word uh, to label the box. So that was hilarious. So that's what we named it swap after movie tapes. Was it right next yeah. to the, was it right next to the Nintendo tapes? Exactly. Yeah. It was on that same <laughs> line. It was right there. Uh, we were going to do another one in 2020, but then the pandemic happened. So three years later, we did the sequel, which was uh, Midwest Movie Tape Classic 2, Part 2. Electric tape The, tape- the tapening. That's what the I call tapening. it. The tapening. Yeah. The bloodening. Yeah, I call it <laughs> Part 2, the tapening. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fine. Um, I did that tonight, and then I'm uh, working at Logan Arcade tomorrow. You- and then I am going to table the Bloomington slash normal Illinois video game convention, which you are punking out on. I thought you were going to come to. Hey, now, first of all, you, you, first of all, before we gloss over, I want you to tell the people what the one VHS tape of mine that you sold was. Oh, it was a, a, a Scorpions, like, live tape? <laughs> the Scorpions live in concert tape. Yep. Someone bought it for five bucks. I can't believe they didn't buy the rush to go with it. It was right there, I Grace tried, Under I Pressure. I, I, I tried to upsell it. They weren't going for the There's rush. No rush. So. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm shocked. Anyway, they, yeah. It was like some, some skateboarder friend of mine. He was like, oh, I got to get the Scorpions tape. I'm like, all right. Yeah, here you go, man. Perfect. Five bucks. I wish that yeah. I could get to Bloomington. I don't think I can do it. Amy is sick, and it, it's just been, man, it's, <laughs> I haven't really been home for any weekends recently. <laughs> Yeah, it's been every spring is like this usually. There's so many events and stuff. Yeah, so I definitely want to get out to. Uh, I am going to be at the one in Cleveland. So I, you know, John and I were talking about that from uh, Rockham Sockham. So I'm going to go. Wait, wait. There's a Cleveland one. Yeah, CCAG. It's at the end of June or July. Oh, I'm down. July. Yeah, hey, look. I don't think I've ever even been to Cleveland. So, so. you want to look? If you want to come to Flushing, Flushing's basically halfway through. Come through, okay? Stay with me. And then we can ride out to Cleveland together. That sounds like a good idea. We could do it. And uh, I will tell you this. The tables are hard to get. Uh, John has uh, made it very clear to me that the tables are... You either have to die or know somebody, I guess. And he knows somebody to, really? to get a table. Yeah, it's a very busy show. And there's it's like super... Huh. Yeah, so CCAG, look it up. But uh, yeah, if you want to go, man, let's go. Like, come on and I think we'll, I do, man. Let's do I, don't, I mean, after the Bloomington show, I still, I'm not, I'm not going to sell all my shit. I still have many tubs, but like, yeah, I'm down to go somewhere else and just let's meet do some it. new people, table, and then uh, you can meet John, can get, good guy. I can, I can get some uh, some sucker to buy my box peekaboo poker for four thousand dollars, hopefully. <laughs> I might have to put yeah. it on the layaway plan. I don't know. Can I can I make payments on it? <laughs> sure. All right, we'll talk later. Anyway, let's let's get to the topic at hand. Kung oh, what Fu. Is the topic? Oh yeah, yeah. Kung right. Fu for the NES. Uh, have you ever played this game? You ever heard of it? I have played this game a lot in my life. It is always fun every time you turn it on. You know, it's it's very simple. You always know what you're getting, but it's always a good time. And I would say, I would venture to say, it's the best of the black box games, despite my. Uh, Instagram avatar having a wrecking crew thing in it, which I like, but Kung Fu is definitely hands down, like objectively the best black box game. I yeah. I, I don't know if I can disagree with that. It, it, I mean, obviously you see Mario brothers, but like Kung Fu is right there, man. It's all, it's awesome. Um, I, that's, that's pretty much all I could say about it. I mean, how much I'm surprised you can even base a whole episode around it. It's not really like 
that it, vast of a game. It, but it's funny because, like Jay and I were talking, the <laughs> there's so much about this game. If you obviously, I'm guessing, were not listening earlier. So when you go listen no. to this later, it's you're gonna find out. Us. You're gonna find out how much there actually is behind this game. And like awesome. how it landed into like it's a very simplistic game that's very short. But like I said to Jay, I said I've never I've never played a game that's four minutes long and then made me watch two hour and forty minute long movies to figure out what's going on. Wow, <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah, like uh, like you'll I'll 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 save it for you to listen to, assuming you listen later. Um, you I, know, and you can you can uh, get it. But yeah, there was definitely more than enough to talk about. It was again, it seems so simplistic, and then you start to hash it out, and you're like, oh, okay. So the guy who designed this is also the guy who designed like. He came up with the idea for Street Fighter and helped design the Neo Geo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no wonder it's a good game. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So my first experience with Kung Fu was when I was a little kid and my neighbor across the street, his name was Edward Francis. And he kind of resembled Francis from Pee Wee Herman. So I always, that's always in my mind. Um, Francis. Yeah. Best scene in that, (laughs) best scene in that movie easily. Everybody wanted my bike. In fact, just yesterday, Francis was Francis. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so Edward Francis had NES and a few games. He had Zelda. He had Captain Skyhawk. He had Bionic Commando. And he had Kung Fu, which was the one that I always tried to borrow as much as possible. It's just, I don't know, man. Something about the music that's just repetitive and, like, gets you juiced to just punch and kick things. That's not, yeah, that, that music right there. <laughs> it's playing in the background while you talk. You didn't even and, know it. And like the fucking eight bit like kung fu sounds when you punch and kick or mostly kick. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I love it. I agree. It's just so perfect. And uh, the controls are extremely slick, even though the jumping's clunky. But like the responsiveness of like just how quick you can punch and kick enemies and stuff, and how they're just being thrown at you. you. It's like I I I love it when there's like three of the gripper guys coming and you go (laughs) (laughs) yeah you hit them all in a row and they all fly off and it makes that noise. I just love it. So. Yeah, it's kind of like a rhythm game, too, in that regard. Yep. Um, if, man, I'm total poser alert, but this was based off of an arcade game that like completely got changed for the NES, right? This game was based off of Kung Fu Master, which was an IRM game, and then it was ported to the Famicom called Spartan X after a movie called Spartan X, which was called Wheels on Meals, starring Jackie Chan and uh, what's his name, Sonny? You're ruining yeah. the playback. For I know, him. but he asked, so okay. now I'm telling him. And then, yeah, right. and then in turn was ported to the NES. Um, in that, yes, so that is correct. Wow. So, okay. And um, typically, whenever you mention kung fu to anybody who's somewhat somewhat familiar with the NES or grew up in that era, they always like it. They're like, yeah, I can't awesome. like, oh, I've got good things to say about it. It's just such a perfect pick up and play arcade style NES game yeah it's repetitive but like I don't know I think the sound effects go a long way too like we were just saying I agree you beat a boss makes that dong sound it's all co- it's all yep bong it's all Koji Kondo <laughs> that's all Koji you know, Kondo good stuff yeah. yep um, I have it on my play choice 10 and that's where I play my oh, copy of Kung Fu sick brag yeah, that's right that's my flex for the day awesome. <laughs> he just ripped out of his virtual shirt <laughs> Flex so hard his shirt ripped open. No, he just takes he just rips the sleeves off. Sleeves yeah. come off. Kung Fu. Then he's going. kind of like that's like wearing like almost like what you'd wear like as you wear like a Kung Fu dirt bike guy, like a motorcycle hoodlum. Anyway, going uh, moving on. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, with with that being said, it's a five out of five for me, for sure. 
for that game. I am not surprised at all. And then there's the uh, spiritual successor, um, Bram Stoker's Dracula on the Sega CD. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was sitting here thinking because we talked about spiritual successors during the background and development, and I'm like, he's going to say what we talked about. And then you said that, and I was like, what? Like, I was a little disoriented there for a minute. So, yeah, you know, just like Bram Stoker's Dracula. You know, not like the NES port. That's not as good. It's the Sega CD version that's similar. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. You walk left to right, kicking and punching the shit out of everything, and that's you know it's the same, it's the same game. It's basically <laughs> the same game, really, if you think about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That, that's all I got, man. All right. I don't know. Well, very um, good. I own a copy. It's complete. Dude, you got, play, uh, you got it in Play Choice Ten. Who cares? Yeah, in the Play Choice Ten. Yeah, I, that's what matters. I I looked. I, I'm missing a number of like the black box games. I don't want all of them, but Kung Fu seems like one I should have, and I don't have it. Really? What? I thought they, I had. Dude, yeah, sold, I don't have a sold 3.5 million copies. Yes, I am well aware. Okay, but you, we'll get into how much they cost now a little bit here, yeah, but touche. But anyway, so yeah, yes. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what a lot of those black box games cost now because I have them all. It's. It's all condition. Like, I don't want it. I dependent. don't want to know. Yeah, you don't. Like you'd sell yeah. your boxes some for some of them. I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Do- so yeah, just a little catch up on chat here. Uh, John Young, retro game enthusiast, says Cleveland is great. He did well tabling uh, the Cleveland Gaming Classic in 2019. And he also says that Black Belt on Sega Master System is similar. So oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. And then Kalen. Uh, Milwaukee Retro Gamer says, I've been to Cleveland Show twice, so it's a good show. I've heard that too, so I'm excited. And I think uh, we should try to work that out. It's actually G- yeah. July 23rd is the Saturday is the show. All right. So, yeah, I'm in. I'm all right, down. man. Cool. Well, uh, be good. I can get all my VHS tapes back in my five bucks. Yeah, yeah. I got that five bucks. I'll tuck it in the middle of all those tapes I didn't sell. Yeah, figure it out where it is, sucker. All right, yeah, man. That was, told, that was totally worth grabbing that whole box from an MGC, in the rain. them all out. Yeah, yeah I stood there. all them out individually and bringing them to this fucking and, shop. And how long did I stand there waiting? Like, it was forever. <laughs> remember, what? you guys were like, remember you guys were like trying to get around and figure out where to park and all that stuff. And we were, Matteo and I stood down in the lobby waiting forever. <laughs> Well, I didn't know you guys were waiting for me. I was like, oh, I'm saying, I was still in the in the convention saying my goodbyes to people because I'm always that dude who says, "Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm taking off," and then I stay for another hour. We were like, sitting down there in the lobby place. just waiting. So don't tell Maddie all that. Anyway, all right, man. Uh, all right. Anything else? It? I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm good. Any pickups? Yeah. He'll call us right back. Uh, I bought else. another Sega CD game online. Oh, what'd you get? Uh, the Terminator. One popped up for... Um, actually, I bought two things. One, uh, a complete copy of Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 for the Sega Genesis popped up for $50 oh, yeah. Yeah, on eBay. And super I was steel. like, yoink! Because yep. you can, I could sell my old copy, which is in shittier condition, for like 100 That's 100 show. bucks, yeah. Great so game, by the cool. way. Fantastic game. Well, you and I are very biased, but yes, fantastic game. It's true. Dude, we could have the. Uh, getting, if Robbie I've been getting comes to into a little more these days. I think I can. Uh, I can hang against you. I'm sure you'll still kick my ass when I play it. Eventually. I'm sure you I'm, can. I got it's a pretty a, mean cabal. I got a pretty good cabal. These it's days. all quick twitch and and knowing what to do and when to do it. So if if you know the yeah. basic strats of that game, you can play with anybody for a minute. So yeah. don't. Yeah, just because I have it now doesn't mean we 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 aren't close. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. As long as you keep just posting the end screens on Instagram, tagging Matteo's name in it, we're, we're good. <laughs> exactly. That's all I care about. Boy, I really think that's starting to annoy him, which makes me want to do it even more. 
that's why I kept doing it. <laughs> well, the reason I just kept doing it, I kept doing it on my own. And then he got annoyed him. by you he, not tagging him. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he, no, he, he commented once. He's like, okay, we get it. And I was like, oh, it's on now. Yeah. Well, he should have never said anything, buddy. <laughs> he should have said anything, bud. It would have just gone away on someone probably. Yeah, you think I was doing it before? Just wait. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, very good. I got, I got, I got the could. element more time at three and then I bought the Terminator for Sega CD for 125 which but, is a lot of money, but it's, considering eh. what I see on there, it's like less than what I see going That's forward. not even as much as you made at the VHS swap. You're good. That's right. I covered my uh, <laughs> Terminator on the Sega CD 100% with the tapes I sold. Even today. Steven. Even, even Steven. Steven man. That's yeah. right. All right. Yeah, that's about it. All right, man. Well. Well, I'll uh, sign, sign off. I guess, I'm, yeah, because we're I'm totally signed on to this phone call here. That is correct. Sign off of this phone call and then sign on to Twitch and watch y'all for the rest of the show. We'll see you there. All right. Bye-bye. See you, Robbie. Eight bits privacy. Robbie Coleman. The one and only. Not bad. It's bad dude. Fucking bad dude. <laughs> John and I are already working on that, by the way. Yeah, we started working on it as soon as you guys were working on talking. that about getting uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna two point John. Oh, good. Yeah, please do. Oh, we're gonna we we gotta step that up. It seems disproportionately unfair because also then we need John to record something like this. Bad dudes, fucking bad dudes. <laughs> we need we need something like that. No, you know what we need John to do. A rendition of my favorite line. <laughs> no, we can't just skip right to it. I love it, though. I we know. can just do it anytime. <sighs> Come on, do it. I can't. Okay. <laughs> what if I said the Mexican pizza's oh, back? shit! Ah! <laughs> Mom! Mom! That is a perfectly proper response yes to this to the mexican statement. pizza being back that is a hundred percent perfect right. i'm gonna let you go next and why don't you read sashimi z's oh, he's a dick yeah well review as well you want me to do his first you want me to do mine no, i don't first? care what you do it's up to you buddy it's your time eh, mine, <laughs> mine'll be mine'll be short i'll go eat so. some taco bell while you read <laughs> you better go then son if you're gonna go run I'm, I'm waiting for him to run so i can i can quickly do this uh, sure. Surprise me. Non-alcoholic, please. Okay, that works. So, all right. So on the on to these scores. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with mine. I'll do Shasimi Z. Uh, I'll do uh, Shasimi Z's last. Mine, I would say. So I actually ultimately I don't know if we even mentioned this earlier. I actually picked this game. Uh, we were trying to decide what game to pick, and I said, oh. Ooh. Oh, okay, that's cool. No, that's fair. That's fair. I'll take the red pop. That works. So I actually picked this game because I that was exactly what Robbie said. Even what John said, too. It's just it's a timeless game. And it's just one of those, like, you remember that when you were a kid. Like, that game was like the game. I remember I've talked a million times about it. I had a, uh, my buddy Mickey that lived down the street, and he would buy a game, and I wouldn't because we would be able to expand our collection because I would buy whatever he didn't buy. So, like, he had Zelda, I had Zelda 2. He had Super Mario 3, I had Super Mario 2. 
he had kung fu i had i don't remember what but we would do that so that's how we played it um the biggest thing i love about this game is yes it takes like five minutes to beat or 10 minutes but you'll sit there and play it for like two hours well that's because you're not very good at it well yeah that's true too <laughs> not me i was but done in five just, minutes but it's just it's fun it's just fun though <laughs> yes like, it it's is just I agree. a fun game it's not one of those where you beat it and you're like well it's done you're okay like, ah, it's fuck off the it, list. let's go again yeah yeah no i agree i agree so, my overall score I, I gave it a five i love that game i think it's a blast it's still it's still equally as fun as it was when i was 14 or 12 or whatever i was well what year to come out 85 85 yeah yeah so i would have been eight yeah. So either way, but it was it was that it's just as fun as it was then. So you all right over there? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So but on the Shazimi Z. Um, so he gave it a five point oh. Big surprise. He probably thought we were gonna rate it lower. That's why. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm sure. Contrarian piece oh, of well, junk. Here we go. So reading his, if I could give it a six, I would. Shut up. Um He wrote shut up too. No, I said shut oh, up. Oh, I see. You know, I don't, you know him and I don't get along. I know. So he said, finally, the stupid bastards picked a good game. That's right, bitch. I did pick a good game. <laughs> yeah, it was Jay, jerk. Based off one of my favorite Jackie Chan movies, it's the crown jewel of the NES black box game. So he agrees with Robbie. Yeah. does. I think we're softening him up, actually. I think he might have legitimately said, you know what? I bet they're going to pick a, make it a five. <sighs> I don't know. Let's. Give it. He did. He did, and he only called us stupid bastards this time. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. It really feels like he's pulling it back. He's agreeing with us, and he's only calling us stupid bastards. That's yeah. nice. Okay, that's all right, good. your turn, man. Now I'm conflicted. Everybody, you know, I, I feel like I want to go first from now on. John doesn't want to go first because now John's rating seems disproportionately out of line compared to ours. But I almost want to go first because I feel like I'm too heavily influenced by what everybody says. I sit there and I think, yeah, it's right. It's true. Like, this is... I have a weird story about this game I'm going to share very quickly. This game, I stayed at a guy's house when we were like, you know, 12, 13, whatever. Went over to his house and we played Nintendo games all night. One of the games we played was Kung Fu. And he said, I'll sell you this game for 20 bucks. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I took the game. I didn't have the money, right? And then like, he... I don't want to say he harassed me. I was not exactly the best at paying my debts back in the day. Okay. Like as a kid, I was not super. It was actually, we were older than that. We we're probably 15 or 16 at this point, maybe 15, so 14, 15, something like that. So John says he's happy with my four. Good. Okay, good. So I remember like it was not more than a couple of days later. Yeah. He was already giving me shit about not giving him the 20 bucks. And I was like, I'll get it. Don't worry. I will pay you. And I did. But I just remember him coming up to me one time and just going, you guys can't see this, but he takes both of his hands and he goes <laughs> like that 20 to represent bucks. 20 bucks. And he was being playful about it, but it was still like, I know, like, don't worry, I'll pay you. So I did. But I just thought that was, the, the, I, I liked the game enough back then when I was like, yeah, sure. You know, like I'll pay yeah. 20 bucks for this. Um, Man, I, this is hard because I try to, I try to, when it comes to something like a 5.0, I always want to put things in context right so yeah. this game now is how i would rate this game like this game the rating is how i would rate the game now right i don't know if i would give this game a 5.0 now because i feel like it's like short but then i go to everybody's point it is very good the controls are very good the sound is good it's fun 
I like the fact that it has all these things themed around it now that I've yeah. learned about because of doing the show and, and all that. But then I'm like, I, I want to give it a 4.5. I think that's where I'm going to land. I, well, you and I talked about this before and I thought it was going to be a 4, but I really feel like I've been talked up to a 4.5 and I feel good about that. But part of me is like, maybe I go 5. I don't know. I, I, I almost, I, I can't decide. What was your original score? Go with your original. No, that's not that. That's not fair to it. It's either 4.5 or a 5. I'm going to go 4.5. Okay. It's 4.5. 4.5. Five. Four, five. But I don't have a good reason why it's not a 5. That's my problem. I'm trying to think what the good reason is. And my, me saying it's too short is not fair because playing Mike Tyson's Punch-Out doesn't take that long either. No. You know, I gave that game a 5, right? It, it, it has to do with how fun it is and and whether you enjoyed it. And we played it, and I beat it. We went through it and, yeah. and got through the game, and I, I do enjoy it. So, no, I'm changing. It's five. It's a five. I can't think of a good reason why it's not a five. I can't. And John, John can give you one. It's the, it's, the, it's the best game of its era that when those games were released, like Super Mario Brothers and Kung Fu, right, you, you can yeah. say. Or like Kung Fu would have been the first game I would have bought after Super Mario Brothers when it came out. So, is that a middle finger? That's a thumbs up. Oh. RGE there, give us a thumbs up. Yeah, peer pressure, Valdor. No, it's not peer pressure. I it, I don't worry about whatever. Else. I just listen to compelling reasoning. I can be swayed if you give me a good argument. I'll listen. I'm not steadfast in my opinion. I will come up with my own idea, and then I will listen to everybody else and then take it as, as a, a, a factor, right? So, um, yeah, the jump is a little janky. Sure, I get that, but it's you know, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Let's see. Robbie says the reason why it's a five is because it's just as fun as it always was. You know, the first time you played it thirty years ago. That's okay, it's, it's fair. It's fair. So I'm moving it to a five. I can't. I, yeah. I I don't have a good reason why it's not. Other than I don't want a bunch of people to run out and buy it, and then I can't afford to get one. Well, you could say one reason. You want me to go to where where to play it? <laughs> One of the few detriments, although it seems readily available, what where can you play this game? That's that's it for the LGN games ratings, by the way. Yes. So we uh, we will put a, a a bow on that for for this episode. But um, there are other games in the genre that are better. Yes, I I there there certainly are since this was the first one. Brom Stoker's bombs. Oh, for God's sakes! Brom Stoker's Dracula. I can't talk. Yes, you're right, Robbie. That's better. <laughs> anyway. Anyhow, where can you play this game nowadays, Jay? Long list. You want to go take a bite of your Mexican pizza? No, I don't think I would okay. be able to get there. But. The Nintendo Entertainment System, the original Nintendo. That's, yeah, that's pretty much I, all we could find. I couldn't really find I mean, other than the Famicom, you know, all that stuff. I, I, there's nowhere to play it. Like there was, it was, a, it was a part of a classics for like PlayStation and Saturn, the Irem stuff in Japan. Yeah. This game isn't even part of the Nintendo Switch Online games. Yep. I thought for sure you'd be able to play it on there. Nope, it's not there. Mm -hmm. So you want to play this game? You got to play it on the NES, I guess. Yep. Unless somebody knows otherwise, I couldn't find a place. Like, you could play it on an Armstrad or Amstrad or a um, ZX Spectrum in the Commodore 64. It's on all that, yeah. right? But I mean, like, today, is it on the NES Classic? That is a good question. I did not see it. On there either, Jay. Why don't you uh, look that look. up? I'll look right now. I don't. I don't. I don't have one. I don't know if it is. I don't believe that it is. And I think that's probably partially because they didn't develop it, right? They just ported it. Maybe I don't. Know. Maybe they didn't want to pay those uh, likeness rights to Jackie Chan or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Probably not though. All right. So enough about all that. Let me get rid of this page. Well, I need to keep that one. I can't get rid of that. But this one, I can go. 
And we're going. All right. Any luck? I'm looking right now. I don't see it yet. While you look that up, and, and Asa says he doesn't think so, Valdor there says he doesn't think it's there. I'm going to talk a little bit about the collecting of this game. This is one of the launch titles for the NES, right? So what that means is, and this is not always true, but in general, if a, if a launch title sold well, they wound up doing a rev A, moving to the three-screw cart and all that yeah. stuff. So there are a five-screw and a three-screw cart of this game, and that's generally how they are siloed out. So the, set, the, the five screw in this case is actually less expensive than the three screw. So a loose five screw is about $7. I would say it's probably the more common of the two as well. And then a, a CIB five screw. Now this is, <laughs> this is just an average of an average condition. Yeah. Because honestly, this game condition-wise, it's a, it's a black box game. For some reason, people think they're important now and they're all condition sensitive. And the nicer it is, the more expensive it gets and blah, bling, blah. Okay. So, but on average, like a decent-ish version of this for a five screw, like, you know, hang tab version, 60 bucks, not super expensive. Now, and there are none, I've seen none for sale sealed that haven't been graded. Okay. Of that three screw, 10 bucks. If you want a three screw Kung Fu, fairly common as well, but it's a little bit more expensive. And then the CIB is about a hundred dollars. Now, again, I looked into that and it seemed fairly consistent. I don't really understand why that was more expensive. It just was, it could have just been that the three screws were in nicer condition and more prevalent. I don't, I don't really know, but that's just how it worked out. There was one, sold listing for a three screw copy of this game at $5,151.51. Okay. That was a sealed copy that sold on eBay raw ungraded. Okay. Obviously this was something that somebody found in somebody's attic and they put it up for, for bid. And that's what it ended at was 51, 51, 51. So now a little bit about the graded versions of this game. So (laughs) to talk a little bit about this game graded is to talk a little bit about the difference between black box versions okay and this is where you're going to learn a little bit jay if you'll stop researching the stuff we already talked about okay. <laughs> yeah there's one for ten thousand yeah. dollars exactly it would have been a deal nowadays these hang tab versions of of games and this is why i thought it was weird that they're less expensive here yeah the hang tab versions of these black box games are are the ones that everybody wants because of their earlier runs mm-hmm. right and then the rev a is the version that does not have the cardboard hang tab it has the three screw carts, generally all that kind of stuff. So when you look at like this with the oval seal, they're always going to be three screw carts, yeah. right? So here, there was a hang tab version and a Reve version of this, this game that sold in the same auction twice, okay? So I'll start with the, the most current one. April 22nd of this year, a 8.0A hang tab two code, which has to do with the number of codes that are actually on the box on the front and back, right? And this is a mid-production version of this game. This is not even an earlier test market version of this game with a sticker seal and any of that stuff. An 8.0A sold for $19,200. Okay. Now, a Rev A, the three-screw version, mid-production as well, a much higher grade, 9.4A. But the price, $20,400. It's only $1,200 more for a much, much nicer version. So that tells you right there, when you look at that, that people want that hang tab you know, even though they're both mid-production, they want the hang tab and they want it to be as close to the, you know, first print or whatever yeah. it is as it is. These The collectors are all, they have all this, you know, reverence for that stuff all of a sudden that nobody cared about literally three years ago. Okay. And that's, it, it's funny because in January, this, the exact same thing happened where an oval 
seal of quality with a with a whatever so it's it, this was later production right but this oval seal yeah. so like i talked about here this was the later seal yeah a 9.4 a sold for ten thousand two hundred dollars in that same auction the same hang tab two code mid that we talked about before that was sold for 19.2 at an 8.0 a a 9.2 b of that hang tab version again same auction same game different version forty thousand eight hundred dollars because Again, a worse grade in both places, although marginally this time, right? Yeah. A B plus versus an A is one step difference, and a 9.2 versus 9.4 is a one step difference. But 40,800, again, because it's that hang tab version of the game that people perceive as being more desirable. Even though it's still a mid-production game, this is not, this is not a version that came out in 1985 with one of the matte or glossy sticker seals or any of that crap. Those are both in January of this year as well. And then just to give you some idea of why I generally collect CIB games <laughs> and why, why I don't dwell on the graded psychopath market, a 7.5 of that ha same hang tab two code mid-production game sold in March of this year, a 7.5 CIB, $408. Now, $100 for this game boxed, but a graded decent 7.5 is okay. I've got some yeah. 7.5 stuff in my, th and they're not, they look good. F $408. Yeah, this Tyson's a 7.5. So, and I think that looks good. All these prices are from eBay and Heritage Auctions, but, but yeah, so that just gives you an idea of like the version making the difference in this case. It's like having like the fourth print of the first turtles versus the first print of the first turtles, right? It's just that stuff. And you're not even dealing with that here though. I think it's so weird that this mid production, which has surely got to be the third or fourth print of that game yeah. still, just because it has a hang tab on the back, it instantly becomes more expensive. So that is a little bit about collecting. So while we talk about collecting, I'm going to dip back into my personal collection because I forgot during our... Oh, yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. During our uh, collecting theme, which I'm going to bring back here, I'm going to talk over it this time because I forgot I got a few things from Heritage Auctions myself. Yeah, we're bringing it back. It's it's phase two. It's electric collect Lou. Oh God. All right. So the only reason I bring this up is because I know I've mentioned this before. Oh yeah. Nice, nice one, Juggalo. We're all drinking Fago tonight. Whoop whoop. I sat down on Heritage Auctions a couple weeks ago, and it was one of those nights where there weren't a lot of people bidding. Like there are nights sometimes where it's like there's bidding wars, right? It's just like anything. It's like a live auction that you're doing virtually through a website yeah. and you're bidding against people. So you can always tell when there's like a, an active crowd or an inactive crowd. And this was kind of an inactive crowd night. So the way heritage auctions works is you can proxy bid up until, you know, like I think it's a few hours before the live bidding goes. So you yeah. can go and do a proxy bid. You can bid, you know, just like on eBay, you submit your highest bid. And then what happens is they do a live bidding session. So it, when the game opens, it'll open it like if there are multiple proxy bids, the highest one will come out. So it'll say, okay, this bid person bid this up to $150 and it sits there. But that's not their highest bid, right? That's just the highest bid between the proxy bids. So the live bidder will come in and go, well, it's at $150. I'll bid $160. Well, then the, the proxy, you know, if, if the proxy bid was higher than 160, it will jet it up to 161 or 170 or whatever the next increment would be. And sometimes what you do is you'll watch and you'll make these bids and it will go like there was a game that had zero bids on it. Uh, no, it was at, it was like at five dollars or something like that because it was the, the yeah. first bid or whatever it was, but only one person had bid on it. So this other person comes in trying to bid on it live and you can see because it says Heritage Live versus Heritage um, Internet or whatever. Right. So when they go and do the live bid. 
they'll do it. And then if it's the, the other, the proxy bid is still higher, it will auto jump it. And you'll watch these people bid, 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 bid until they can figure out how much the person bid. And then like, sometimes I think they just do it to see how much the person was bidding. And then they stop. Like you can see what the last bid was because it'll be like 301 instead of 310 or whatever. Yeah. And then maybe they bid 320 or maybe they don't. But anyway, this was a slow night. Like nobody was really, there wasn't a lot of competition for a lot of stuff. I thought it was interesting. I don't know if it just wasn't, there was a lot of compelling things or whatever it was. So we want to buying five things on Heritage Auctions this night. Yeah. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go through them here. And I'm actually going to start with, I'm going to go in the opposite order of it. Like, from the most expensive to the least expensive. Because I want to talk a little bit about how much each one was and it, you, how active the bidding was. Okay. Oh. So the first one was the most expensive game I got. I'm going to put it up here so people can see it. Typing of the Dead. Woof. Typing of the Dead for Dreamcast. Woof. Which is a good game. <laughs> okay, stop. You've never played it. You can't say that. I don't know how to type. So, ty yeah, I know that's why you hate it. I don't understand <laughs> letters. <laughs> Typing of the Dead is the first Dreamcast graded game I've ever purchased. Okay. I paid $170 for this. Now, this is like a $125 game. This is a $100 to $125 game. Okay. It's a 9.6 A. Pretty good grades. Okay. Jay can't be woofing. Game is super sick. See? Woof. It is a great game. We were talking about doing this game next, by the way. And John does not have a copy, but we want to do this game. And I, that's because I want to make Jay play it because I love this game. So Typing of the Dead, 9.6A. I paid $170 for this. Okay, There's, there's a, also a buyer premium you pay. It's like a $30 thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. So whatever. But this is a $170 game. Again, $125 game. You can like That's less than I've seen raw copies of this sell for sealed on eBay in the last few months. Okay, So got that. Love that game. A lot of fun. What's I think it's, it's, very, it's very anxiety-inducing. It's fun, but it is typing in the dead where you have a Dreamcast strapped to your back and a keyboard on like a, almost like a DJ platter and you're typing. The, your guys have, that's their weapon in the game. So anyway, that's Wolf. awesome. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you for validation. Wolf. The second the second most expensive thing I bought. Golgo 13, top secret episode. What is it, an 8.5A? 8.5A. Okay, 150 bucks. A it's graded, good looking game. It's a graded copy of a game that I never find in good condition. I Every time I find Golgo 13 in the box, it is trashed, quite literally. And I don't want a copy of Golgo 13 to play. I have that. So I just always liked the box because I always thought people always were like, do you have top secret episode? And you're like, I don't know what that is. And then I look, I'm like, oh, oh. I see. It's Golgo 13. So I had to pick that one up because, again, you finding a sealed graded nes game for 150 dollars nowadays is kind of a steal and 8.5 is not some terrible grade i'm sure there's a bunch of dead stock oh. that got graded and there's a bunch of them out there and population reports this and all that. that's what makes these cheap now i love it because that's an 8.5 who gives a shit what it is okay this is probably a 40 dollar game like complete maybe that right yeah. but that's that's a that's a decent grade for any nes game okay i don't care who you are so anyway i i, I picked that one up all right, so I got to actually, I think I paid. I think I and that's a, that's a cool, it is, it's a cool box. It's a cool box, and it's like the longest running manga series in Japan or something. It tells you there's a note on the back, but it's it's from this long running anime series. Very long. All right, number three. Robbie, I know he's going to appreciate this one. Primal Rage for the 32X. That one's badass. 
This is a 6.5 A+. It looks like it got crunched a little bit, but who gives a shit? From the front, it looks awesome. It's got the big ape guy on the front screaming. Yeah. So, yeah, Primal Rage. And that, I believe, was $67. It's a sealed, graded game for $67. Again, I've we paid almost that much for Taco Bell tonight, it felt like. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, as long as we had to wait for it, it felt like it. But it's, it's also my first 32X game. In a box like this, yeah. And again, it just, it just, it's uh, yeah. It's a much better port than the Genesis port. It's a very good version of it, and I do like this game. And it's a cool box. And you know what? It's, it goes in the it goes in the collection of horrible graded games I have. Which again, not a lot of competition. And we're gonna get to that because man, <laughs> just wait. Yeah, we got some. Down Remember, there. we're going in descending order of cost. I believe that one was sixty seven dollars. All right. Okay. Number four, next to last, the runner up, the silver medal. <laughs> Of, of cheap games I purchased. Don't shake it around too much. The cart will rattle around that shitty tray inside. He is so right. Those cardboard trays suck. Then I just have to open it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> oh, well, I'll just put it back together. Carnival. For the Intellivision. A 6.5 CIB Intellivision game. Jay, I want you to guess how much I paid for that. Oh, looking at this one, I'm going to say... I, I'd wager. I'd wager. Well, you said sixty for that one. We're going. This in was sixty-seven, order. and we're going in descending order. So it has to be lower than sixty-seven. It's got, it's got the. It's got the hang flap on it's it. It's got the hang flap pressed over. Yes, but I'm, it is a CIB. Keep is. in mind, it is not a sealed game. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fifty-three. Eighteen dollars. That game was $18 for a CIB game. A graded, now let me see that for a second. I want to see something. Because on the back of this, there's a matrix, and it tells you what date it was graded. This was graded in October of 2021. That was, that was right around the time they started to charge more money to grade CIB games. CIB games used to be like 70 to 100 bucks, and now they're more. Mm. Okay? So this just to get graded as a CIB game cost three times what I paid for this. Okay, again, this is fine. This is, I like this because hey, Carnival, it's a cool shelf piece. People are gonna be like, oh, what's this game? And go, I don't know. Give a shit. It's got a picture of an arcade on the front. Whatever. It was eighteen dollars. It plays like the real arcade. It game plays like the real arcade. Game. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> I'm assuming because it's right there on the front of the box. It is. All right. So that one was eighteen bucks, which means the last one that I got, the big winner, the big winner of the prize. All right. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Triple action <laughs> for the Intellivision. 7.5 CIB. Okay, I'm going to read you the notes. It's a compilation of three games, Battle Tanks, Car Racing, and Biplanes. It was developed under the title 3-in-1 Arcade and designed by Rich O'Keefe. Okay, this is a 7.5 CIB Intellivision game. All right, Jay? I want you to guess how much I paid for that game. Now, keep in mind, again, there is what they call the buyer's premium. You have to pay $30 or whatever it is. But the amount of money that I bid to win that game, I want you to guess what it was. I'm going to say 35 It has to be less than 18 Oh, yeah. It does have to be less than 18 It has to be less than 18 12 <laughs> Lower. I, I already know. Lower. No, no. Lower. Um, eight. Lower. Seven. Lower. Four. One dollar. (laughs) 
One, give me this. Give me the thing. <laughs> one fucking dollar I paid. One dollar. And now I'll tell you, triple action for the Intellivision is probably a one dollar game, okay? Do you think uh do you think that game could have fallen into the the water lawsuit, maybe that was somebody they were hooking up. <laughs> they were really trying to get this one to market, and they missed out. One dollar, everybody. To say that the I I sat there and nobody bid on it. It was at zero dollars for like three seconds, and I'm like, I'll bid. I literally felt like Bart Simpson when he's at that auction. <laughs> And he winds up buying the factory. He's like, and this is for the factory downtown at blah, 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 blah. And nobody, do I have any bids? No bids. Nobody, no bids whatsoever. And then Bart just goes, a buck. <laughs> and he goes, a buck. I have a buck. Sold for a dollar to the child over by the door or whatever yes. it is. That's exactly what happened. I bid a dollar thinking full well somebody's going to come in and bid $2. And you're like, I'm not, getting the buck. I'm not getting this for a buck. Nobody bid another dollar for this game. Now, probably rightfully so. But at the same time, how many people can say that they've won a WADA graded video game from Heritage Auctions for one dollar? One fucking dollar, everybody. Actually, if you go back to your This kung, did cost less than if, Taco if Bell. If you go back to your Kung Fu buying that game off that kid, it was twenty bucks. Yes. You paid less for these two. Neither of those are as good or as fun though. So no. I would have paid the twenty for Kung but Fu all day. You bought, today. You bought two WADA graded games. WADA graded <laughs> games for nineteen dollars. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's that's true. One dollar, everybody. So I'm going to leave that right here next to Rob so everybody can see it. One dollar. All One right. Dollar. So that concludes our that concludes the electric collectaloo two of collecting. And that's going to bring us to speed running. So, Jay, I'm going to let you because I've talked yeah. for an hour now. I'm going to let you talk about speed running. I'm going to jump back real quick. I know Robbie brought up the uh, NES classic. I looked, actually, John beat me to it, and I think uh, Valdor said th something, too. Yeah, he did, too. Um, so it, Kung Fu is not on that. Okay. So it was not there. Again, which so, just means you have to have an NES yeah, and one of the 3.5 million copies of this game to play it. Yep. So that's where we go with that. So speedrunning. Speedrunning is kind of interesting with this. I mean, it's not surprising, but it's interesting. So there's 135 different runners for this game. It's been Although, run... Oh, yeah. It's been run 342 times. It is not a game that has been run a lot recently. I should say that. There's a number of runners and a number of runs. Yeah. But recently, only a couple of people have really been doing Which it. Which is, yeah, it's true. It's off. probably, yeah. Which is still, though, in comparison to the last couple games we've done, that's insane. Yes. Wasn't the last game two? Last game was very, the Gex. Yeah, and, Gex and, was and, like yes. one or two. There were very, very few people. Yes. So uh, for these, they were the run types were any percent. And it it was the only differentiating piece was it was one was for game A and one was for game B. Correct. So um, it's the same speedrunner for both. Joe Kerr. Yep. Makes me think of uh, Joe Shiesty from uh, the Bengals. <laughs> I, can't I thought do of Joe it. Coaster. I can't, I can't roll it. I can't roll the air. Which who? Joe Brr. Yeah, there you go. So, Trap House Sports guy. That's right. That dude rules. Like, yeah, if anybody's on TikTok, go watch Trap House Sports. I He's guess the only amazing. reason I have to. He's hilarious. So, go ahead. Um, but for game A, uh, Joe Kerr did it. He did it three minutes, 33 seconds, 617 milliseconds. And that is 183 milliseconds faster than second place. Good this point. is like Olympic type scoring now. That's insane. Second place was three minutes, 33 seconds, and 800 milliseconds by Slackinator. 
Yeah. Well, Slackinator didn't beat Joe Kerr. Yeah. And you think that's a little bit. Just wait. Okay. So we got game B again. Any percentage. Joe Kerr again. Three minutes, 38 seconds, and 50 milliseconds. And guess what? What? Old Slackinator was second place over here, too. I think Slackinator is going to get annoyed with old Joe Kerr eating his lunch because this time he beat him out by a mere 33 milliseconds. You'd think you'd be like, I could shave 33 milliseconds off this run. He probably tried and kept like getting and, and just couldn't. stupid shit would happen. And he's just like, finally was like, fuck it. Yeah. Goddamn poisonous moss. Right. I hate you grippers. Grab man. Why grab man? Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Valdor says uh, Slackinator is a great runner. I'm sure he is. I know. I'm just, he's working he on work- a damageless Zelda 2 run right now and took one hit on the last ball. Oh, oh no. What a punch in the dick. That might be why he quit Kung Fu. Anyway, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I, I'm learning about the speedrunning stuff as I do it. So, but yes. all those were from speedrun, which we that's where we yep. always get. So, all right. We you want, we've only been on for a couple hours. This is it. Seems like we're breezing through this one. Man, Mexican pizza's calling my name. Well, we'll get it. No worries. <laughs> so that's good because you know what time it is. It's time to wrap that gavel up, Judge. Wrap that shit up. Well, we got a couple things. We actually surprisingly have yeah uh, one thing for the wrap up this time that we haven't had in months. We have actually decided prior to the show what the next game will be. What would that game be, sir? It's not going to be Typing of the Dead yet because we need John to get a copy and we need him to get a keyboard. Yes. But now that I know Robbie's on board, it's probably going to happen after that. It'll probably okay. be next after that. But well, next we're going to have some guests on. I mean, we, we talked. Are, we talked we to are. Michael earlier. We yeah. need to have him on. We've now. got to get Mr. Chiaramonte Clervis on. I've been talking to a couple of other people recently. I spoke to one on a another um, friend of the podcast. Podcast. I'm excited and about that. Yeah, one. I am too. They just. I'm excited to, about they, all of them. I yeah, know I know. I know. About. But anyway, the next game we'll be doing in two weeks. So June second, Phalanx or Phalanx, however you want to say it for the Super Nintendo. for the Super Nintendo. So I know Robbie will probably be happy about this. I feel like. I can I can feel his happiness from here. I think we should all be happy about this. Yeah, I am. I know I am. I am. I, so. I am. It's a Super Nintendo game. Yep, exactly. So we're gonna do that. Okay. Why don't you tell the people listening to us now, Jay, where they can find us? What's it, what's, it, what's Robbie got up there? What is that? He's got a mask face. It looks like a smiley. Okay. He looks happy about this. Okay. I think he's I'm, happy. I'm just gonna go with. He's I happy. thought he's gonna have a banjo emoji up there. Uh-huh. So, ironically, actually thinking about that, going back to that, I made a smiley. Nice. <laughs> Ironically, yes, thinking did. about that, that was my first uh, Super Nintendo game. Yep, sure was. Courtesy of Matteo himself. That's right. He brought you. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. I didn't even think about that until just now. Yeah. So social media. So we do have a link tree. It's not on here. Shit. You don't know what it is? It's the link tree at Lost Joystick Network. Link. Link. Link <laughs> what? No. What is it? Don't make me do it. It's it's something. Link. Let me go type it out here. T R T R E. It's link tur. Dot. Well, here it is. What's that say? <laughs> link tur. Dot e. I love that Valdor is like, do it. It's so great because I love that you did it the first time, oh, and then we Lord. were like laughed, but now it's like a joke. But yeah, honestly, it it's like. Away. You make that all you do is screw up one time and you'll never hear the end of I it. I didn't screw up. I did that on purpose. That was the one, that was one of the few things I did on purpose. E. Linktree forward slash lost joystick. Yes. For all your lost yes, joystick Linktree. needs. But we do, if you want to go to the individual site, you don't want to go to Linktree. 
Yep. Uh, Lost Joystick is for our Instagram and Twitter. Yep. Um, half five people know where that is. Um, our Facebook and Twitch is Lost Joystick Network. And our email, info at lostjoystycknetwork.com. We need to do a drawing, I think, at the next episode. Yeah, I think i got to figure out what we're going to give away next. We're going to ship Valdor his Tetris and yes. some stickers. And I think we need to figure out what we'll we'll discuss offline, and we'll come up with a giveaway for the next episode. Yeah, we can do that. Which will be in two weeks. Yeah. So exciting. With that, I think it's time to go out there and have fun and be safe and be excellent to each other. Nothing. No bids for items 751. A buck. I have a buck. I have one dollar. 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 One dollar